There was a constant conversation going on about exactly when rock and roll music died. Old dudes will tell you it happened right around the time they started having kids. Strict music historians say it happened sometime in the 50s or 60s, as true rock and roll only existed in a short time and space in a very specific context. Music journalists from now to the end of time will take turns declaring rock dead or alive, with infinite variations of the exact date, time, and location the incident occurred. What is certain is that in 2003, if only for a moment, rock and roll was alive and well, and the darkness was responsible for it. The British rock band, consisting of brothers Justin and Dan Hawkins, along with fellow band members Frankie Poulain and Ed Graham, were playing hard rock in the early 2000s and struggling to get traction. A&R man Nick Raphael said there couldn't have been less of a buzz and only two record labels showed any interest in them. The business as a whole thought they were uncool. In fact, people were saying that they were a joke and that they weren't real. The darkness still hasn't quite shaken the label of being a joke due to their over-the-top sensibilities and tongue-in-cheek lyrics, but they proved that even a joke can be successful. The third single off their debut album, Permission to Land, was initially released on an EP in 2002 which bore the same name as the single and was ineligible for the charts due to a lack of copies. Upon release as a single in 2003, it shot to number two on the UK singles chart, beat out only by the Black Eyed Peas' Where Is The Love? This surprise success was unusual for a variety of reasons, not the least of which was the two hooks of the song, the falsetto chorus and the multiple guitar solos. Dan Hawkins said, Back in 2003 when this song was released as a single, you never heard a guitar solo on the radio, but this song was designed to have guitar breaks in it. It was built towards the solos as much as the chorus. Dan Hawkins was skeptical of the song right up until the first time they played it live. He recalls the experience of writing the song and hearing his brother sing the chorus for the first time. Quote, when we wrote the song, we had some booze, smoked some Joe, and tried to write the most 80s song we could. We started with the riff, which Justin came up with. It sounded really great right away, but when he sang the chorus for the first time, I just said, no, you can't do that. It sounds ridiculous. I really thought people would just laugh at us when they heard it. I was so unsure that we debated about playing the song live, but as soon as we did, people loved it. It's party music, and it just gets people going. The song wouldn't get people going in North America until the music video, featuring lasers, spaceships, and a giant enemy crab, hit MTV. Since its release, the song has received countless accolades, including number one on Classic Rock Magazine's Greatest Rock Songs of the Naughties, 91 on VH1's Best Hard Rock Songs of All Time list, number 47 on Q Magazine's 101 Greatest Guitar Tracks list, number 493 on Blender's 500 Greatest Songs Since You Were Born list, and number 276 on Pitchfork's Best Tracks of the 2000s. That's right, we're talking I Believe in a Thing Called Love by The Darkness this week on Cover Me. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions and compares them against one another to find out which one is behind the steering wheel. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my guitar co-host... Alex Wildenberger! Yeah! <laughs> that is what a guitar sounds like. Alex, how you doing? <sighs> how am I doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. That's how I'm doing. How, doing how are you good. doing? You doing I'm doing good? well, Alex. I'm excited. Good. This is the first time we've yeah. had a guest since September. Yeah, um, it's been a and while. And a recurring guest. And also, I think our biggest fan, something like 1,500 minutes listened to on Spotify. Um, of course, you all know him from Jardev. It's John Bell. Hello. Thank you for having me back. Thank you for coming back. Always it's a pleasure. Always. 
always a pleasure. We were going to do this. I wanted to do this for our Lover Me month, but you were dying, John. I was dying. Still dying you a bit. Oh, a bit. A little bit. It's a long okay, recovery, that's... man. <laughs> that's, I'm glad yeah, you're no good. alive. I'm alive but enough to do this. So we can God. leech off Thank your fans. <laughs> that's right. The, the, the two fans who will actually tune in and say <laughs> something to us. Thank you. You know who you are. <laughs> yeah, you know who you are. Bless you. Um, John, the funniest thing was like texting you to, to get you on for this. I like scrolled up to see when the last time I texted you was, and it was almost beat for beat the same like, <laughs> messages. It's like, John, are you feeling well? Can you come on the show? Oh, man. Oh, I must have been sick over the summer as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I got sick twice over the summer, and it was the same thing. And it was like caused by me as well. I don't know if we talked about this last time. No, I don't think we did. Oh, I have like a, a fan in my room, right? for the summer mm. months and it's got like a little water tank in it to like mist you in the really hot summer months right um and that that tank of water had sat there for a long time and it sat there for too long and so both times i got <laughs> sick was from like misting this incredibly stale water into my lungs <laughs> <laughs> so that's why i was sick twice over the summer <laughs> that's like the worst way to get sick it sucks the second time i was like can it really be me doing this and it was <laughs> oh my god wow <laughs> Yeah, so okay, at least terrible. the fan didn't blow all the air out of your room and you suffocated. That's true. Is that, is that something that can happen? It's like, supposedly, it's a, uh, like, old wives' tale in some places. <laughs> They're like, okay. don't leave your fan on when you sleep. You'll suffocate. Oh, my God. Well, I, I used to... It doesn't used happen. To, like... It's not true. I do it all the time. <laughs> Thanks, I Alex, breathe. It sounded pretty yeah, real. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I have a fan on all the time. I've never once suffocated. Yeah, just poison to have it in the summer months. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I tell you, like I was fostering cats this summer, and it's I can't have the windows open because in Vancouver, for some reason, they don't like to have like screens on the windows. What? I know it's like a Calgary staple. You have a screen on the window. And yeah, so you don't get sense. bugs. Yeah. You come out here and you're like, oh fuck, there's no screens for some reason, even though bugs are around all year. What the hell? And, yeah, so I can't have these open in case a cat decides to jump out onto East Hastings Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we were cooking in this apartment in the summer months, so I, and I just too cheap slash poor to buy a fan. <laughs> we're not here to talk about keeping cool in the summer months. We're talking about a cool rock band from the early 2000s. Uh, one I think we all share a lot of personal history with, The Darkness. Yeah. A shared personal history. A shared, shared, personal, shared history. personal history. I'd like to start by saying this song in particular earned me $15 in <laughs> junior high or high school. <laughs> I believe it was junior high. That's right. Uh, a, uh, a mutual from my acquaintance of ours, Spencer, uh, insisted that one of the lines was, Touching me because you're such a fool. I told him he was such a fool and that I, I gave him the correct line, God, you're touching me. And he said, no, nah, it's not true, man. I, I saw it on the internet. I was like, we'll both go to the internet, and whoever is right gets $15. So I, so I went home, printed that shit out, showed it to him the next day. I was like, you give me my fucking money. And that's how I made $15. It's not bad. No shit. I lost $20 once on Rockstar Ping Pong, though, so I'm down five, $5. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I don't think I would have ever gotten, like, I, I watched the music video when it, it aired on MTV or whatever other stations were playing music videos at the time, um, but I don't think I would have ever gotten into the albums if it wasn't for, I'm pretty sure it was you, John, it might have been Alex, but I'm pretty no, sure it was yeah, you. Yeah, John, it was you. you, you told us about Permission to Land. 
God, did I? I would have assumed it was you I guys who got me into hand. it. You would think. That's usually it comes the other way around. You're always like, oh, another song that you guys <laughs> like showed me. But no, this it's you, bro. This week, yeah. it's all you. Yeah, because from my memory, you were like, hey, doesn't this sound like a song that should be from the 80s? Well, it's not. And we were maybe surprised, but I'll admit I hadn't put much thought into it ahead of time. Where on um, earth did I hear about this from? Then? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They seem to have a lot of like British like yeah. UK traction. They're more so... popular in like the UK than certainly Canada. Yeah. From, oh, yeah. From my knowledge. Yeah. And like even know. looking at these cover You're, artists, like, you know UK stuff, right? Are, yeah, John's tapped into the UK underground a little bit. I mean, like even like look at the tours that they do. Like you know, here they were gonna play just like a pretty small venue, but in the UK they're playing like actual arenas. That's yeah. right. And, like, yeah, they generally just tour in the UK. It's pretty rare to see them come over here. I think the tour that we were going to go see last year was the first time they'd ever played Calgary, for sure. Oh, for sure. Nobody comes to Calgary. And now they're probably not going to come back. (laughs) Which sucks. Which sucks. I was, yeah, we were going to do this episode, like, a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) And then then things changed. God, we were so close to being able to see it. It was April we were going to see them, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it was a, like the lockdown stuff was all announced like pretty much exactly a month before the shows. Yeah. Yeah, I think their last show they played was March 13th. And we were going to, yeah. I think my ticket was for like April 18th or something here in Calgary. Yeah, and then in Vancouver, I think it was either the day before or the day after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just about a month. Mm hmm. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we we listened to this band a lot, and we listened to them like together and talked about them a bunch. And there at the time, two albums, and then the third one came out, and we talked about that a lot too. Yeah, a real yeah. real tumultuous history of uh, releasing music here. They struggled to gain traction with the first two albums, and then um, they all kind of uh, at least the two brothers kind of quit, went separate ways. Uh, Justin was going through I think rehab. And Dan Hawkins started a band, Stone Gods. And then they eventually got back together and have just kind of been doing it since. But there was a good, like, five, six-year gap where there was nothing from them. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was about six years, something like that, between mm-hmm. albums two and three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then at the same time, I think, like, so many people are just, particularly with this song being the the, the one everyone knows... Nobody really knows whether they're supposed to be like a parody band <laughs> or whether they are genuine and just kind of funny. And I, I think it is the latter, True. but I think they're received as the former. Yeah, I think like if you just yeah, hear the especially one, especially because song, like oh sorry, no, I was just gonna say like if you just hear the one the song, it's thing. easy to um like assume they're just a funny band. But if you listen to all their albums, you can tell like they're serious, but just being funny as well. Mhm. Yeah, like they have songs about genital warts that sound like love songs. <laughs> um they've got just yeah, just some like genuine hard rock. But yeah, if you s- hear this song and coupled with the insane music video, yes. you're like, "Oh, it's like this is a comedy band." Yeah, definitely. Uh, that said though, this this song fucking slaps. Uh let's talk about the lyrics. Yeah. Which are not hard to to decipher, but <laughs> Here we go. So it begins, can't explain all the feelings that you're making me feel. My heart's in overdrive, and you're behind the steering wheel. Um, yeah, dog. Love is an inexplicable emotion. 
and it makes your heart beat fast. <laughs> yeah, and then compare that to how an engine works, but also they're in control of said engine because it's a car. And overdrive, I don't remember exactly what overdrive means in the context of an engine, but it makes engine go fast, I believe. Yeah, I believe it like puts in extra fuel. There's a quote from Justin Hawkins about this. Um this is him saying his, his his lyrics are daft, which is also correct. Sure. Um, here we go. He says, I was thinking about an old car that my dad had restored, which had an overdrive button that made it go a little bit faster or put more fuel into it. It wasn't supposed to be about guitar distortion. It was more a button on the dashboard of love. It was one for the petrol heads. <laughs> the petrol heads. <laughs> oh, that's a priceless quote. Do you think he wrote this song for Roger Taylor then? Do you think he put oh, that little car bit in there car. for him? <laughs> yeah, that's that goes well with something that Dan Hawkins said. That listening to this, he says uh, this song stuck out like a sore thumb. It's at the Def Leppard slash Queen end of what we did, whereas ninety percent of our stuff was inspired by nineteen seventies ACDC and Aerosmith and Thin Lizzy. Oh, I could go on, but yeah, he cites a Queen ref uh, like influence in this as well. So oh, that could be possible. Interesting. Do they have Overdrive in "I'm in Love with My Car"? Um, cruising in overdrive perhaps doesn't he say guitarishly that? doesn't he say that he's cruising in overdrive yeah oh, you're right boom we've made the connection maybe it is probably not truly truly for the petrol heads <laughs> i mean there's like a limited number of of universal nouns that you can <laughs> use when referring to vehicles you know that for the petrol true. heads yeah i'm not one but i'll i'll take your word for it yeah um but yeah this like the first verse is the I verses mean, are short the verses are on, like two lines very short <laughs> that's it two wow. lines. it's a rhyming couplet it doesn't even rhyme actually it does rhyme it does rhyme <laughs> <laughs> um also somebody on genius believes that the title itself is a reference to crazy little thing called love oh okay because both oh, have yeah. a thing called love in them I suppose. I mean, like, love being it. a thing. The song isn't really Crazy Little Thing Called Love-esque in any way, in my no. opinion. That's more like an Elvis thing, whereas this is not an Elvis thing. No. It's more of like a Def Leppard slash Queen thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's as like that to... end of their output, I would yeah. say, definitely. Yeah, as opposed to like the 1970s ACDC, <laughs> uh, you know, Thin Lizzy. Uh, you know, I could go on. But let's let's actually just talk about the pre-chorus. Touching you, touching me, touching you. God, you're touching me. You're touching me. This um, one, the moneymaker, as I like to call it, because I made $15 off of it. <laughs> <laughs> the literal moneymaker. <laughs> This um actually I was watching an interview with with Dan and Justin Hawkins. I think we watched the same talk- interview. Yeah, we probably did because it's like pretty high up on YouTube. Yeah. Um, they were talking about how they thought of this part as as more of a uh, bridge to lead you in mm. to the chorus from the verse. And sure. uh, isn't that what a I would is I anyway? I would consider those the same thing? But they were kind of talking about how in the UK they would refer to it more as a bridge, and that they thought that they would treat it a little bit differently because of that. And I don't know exactly... I don't know if that I can totally appreciate that as a concept, but that is what they said. Yeah, I don't know, because yeah. even instrumentally, it's like this serves as the ramp up yeah, to the, it's, the chorus. Yeah, it's what I yeah. would think of as a pre-chorus, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thought like a bridge, you'd have like one per song, and it would take you from like a solo back into like the verses kind of thing. Yeah, typically bridges aren't repeated. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just a nomenclature difference. 
it, like, it's just a UK thing, is what they said. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's what they say about everything. Yeah, those damn Brits. It's just damn Brits. Oh, it's aluminium. It's a UK thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Fuck sorry. Off. We put petrol in cars here. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm a real petrol head. <laughs> I'll fucking say. Um, so, it, is this. It's got to be sexual in nature, right? Touching you, touching me. This exclaims God as if orgasming. You're touching me. Yeah, it's like vi- this part's just very over the top. It's kind of all in the delivery. Because really, there's not that many different words in it. No. The like words to new word ratio is very, very low. High. Yeah, it's, uh, if this was low. how you demonstrating your knowledge of English language, you would not look very smart. No. <laughs> no, you repeated one word four times. <laughs> okay, I got a broad vocabulary. Touching. <laughs> Touching. 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 Touching you, touching me, touching God. God? Might get you into the States, though. Like, he knows God. He's in. <laughs> True. But, I mean, like, going based on all the other songs on this album, it's probably a pretty safe guess that this was sexual. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like, the music video. Yeah. Shown by the, mu- the yeah. visuals in the music video, which we will talk about more later. We will talk about. Yeah, a lot of this album is sex, drugs, and then references to, like, small British towns. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, random roads. You're like, oh, yeah. Blitzscher. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and it, it's, yeah, it's built to to build us up. It's, it's oh, this, I believe in love because maybe, one, we're touching each other. And two, the rhythm of my heart is the big evidence. That brings us to the chorus. I believe in a thing called love. Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. There's a chance we could make it now. We'll be rocking till the sun goes down. I believe in a thing called love. Ooh. Huh. Huh. We're talking about hearts again. We're talking about hearts again. The hearts, the rhythm is fast, obviously. It's in overdrive, as we discussed before. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, he believes it's love. Yeah, and your heart pounding is always is a classic. Oh, I'm in love. My heart is beating quite quickly. Just listen to it. Oh, yeah. You'll so you know. Just listen to it. Yeah, and in order to listen to the heart, you got to get your fucking... You got to get close there. in, yeah. Unless you got a stethoscope, and that's a whole other deal. Oh, yeah, then you're at the doctor. Yeah, could, could be talking to a doctor. <laughs> could be. I think I'm in love. Uh... Let me listen to your heart. Let me... <laughs> Okay. Mm. Jesus Christ, this thing's in overdrive. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody hit the fucking overdrive button on his heart. We'll fix that Um, for you. There's a chance we could make it now. So I guess that's like if you feel the same way I do, because I believe in this. If you also believe, then we can fuck until nighttime. We can rock. Yeah. During the day. That part, that's the hardest to understand. Um,. Not it conceptually, but in in how he says it, for some reason, because like I wanted to convince myself that it was like sun comes up, because like (laughs) that would would be more of the cliche, right? Because nighttime is sex time, right? So, I mean, if you're in the darkness, Uh, yeah, Yeah. obviously, because the doctor's hours you'd have to start daytime. That's true, yeah. (laughs) And the yeah, darkness is partying time. You really want to listen to the heart. Oh, yeah, 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 he's in a rock and roll band. He works at night. Yeah. So the daytime really is fucking daytime. time. Yeah. And drugs time, probably. And drugs time. Some heroin, you know. Everything. Everything. So we get some ooze, some huh. We get what's called solo one, which has no lyrics in it. What? No. <laughs> I know, crazy. It's, it's a fairly brief guitar solo. I think it only lasts... 
Well, it's it's done over top of the riff, so it's like one repetition of the riff. Yeah, it's really to get you hyped for the the big solo later on. Yeah, it's a taste of what's to come. I will say this solo is great because in rock band it's very easy to get a hundred percent on that little solo. Right, because it's so short. Exactly, <laughs> it's like ten <laughs> notes. That's excellent. Yeah, this is in uh, several uh, music rhythm games. Uh, I think a ri- the first one it appeared in was the the Nintendo DS one. Yeah, the Guitar Hero on Tour. Not not the one we had, I don't think. Not the one we had. Yeah, there's a second one that came out called Guitar Hero on Tour Decades. Ah, okay. And it, it is featured on that one. It's also downloadable content for Rock Band Three. Um, I think it's in a SingStar game. Like, yeah, this this song has done the done the rounds. Yeah, in music rhythm games it's got a profile like people know this song at least people mm-hmm. our age i don't know about young people but i don't associate with young people like i remember this you song... talking about dude i'm 18 yeah <laughs> i'm like barely an adult um it, it was one that like i i'm trying to remember like how i first heard this obviously this i knew this song way before i heard any other songs by the darkness uh but it was like people played this song and it was one of those ones where you're like before like mp3 players were heavily standardized and or your phone had all your music on it and you had all these weird different shaped mp3 players that was like this is one of the songs you pirated on on limewire <laughs> it's like this an american idiot by green day and like i don't know other stuff obviously but they, those stuff. were the Space those were cowboy, the ones but it was never the right version exactly I, those were some of the like must-haves and this is one of them oh yeah um, I wasn't doing American Idiot. Were you, you, you were pirating American Idiot? Yeah, just the song, though, because I was like, there's a song called... Because I was very We got him on tape. Just Get the him, boys. Concept, <laughs> the concept of, of Americans being dumb was very novel at the time. It was quite appealing. Yeah, because I was like, well, we're Canadian, and we're so much smarter than the Americans. Yeah, we've got Rush. They've got yeah, Green right. Day. Come on. So... Um, listen, let's take this into verse two. Yeah, I want to kiss you every minute, again. every hour, every day. That's a lot you of You got time. me in a spin, but everything is A-OK. But I thought he said before that he didn't want to do any of this kissing at nighttime after the sun's gone down. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's increased in intensity. That's the thing about overdrive, right? It's, ah. uh, you're going up, it's up, 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 and you know, there's no going down. It's not like a roller coaster where it all leads to a big crescendo. This is just, just keeps going up. All the way up. Is being in a spin specifically a reference to, like, not having control of the vehicle? Yeah, I think that one might be for the petrol heads. Yeah, we're, Ooh, we're back to, to car stuff, I think. Because, I yeah, mean, what else is it to be in a spin? It's chaotic, but it's all right. Yeah. Because he likes it. Because he's in love. And, plus, yeah. the other person's in control. So, he's in a spin, but, like... Someone's still in control, so it's lower risk activity. I don't know if they're necessarily in control. I guess they're just behind the steering wheel. Yeah, hmm. if you, uh, yeah. I guess. No, I, I, I never. Just, I forgot that they were behind the steering wheel. I'm I'll, just be, heavily, I'll be frank with you. Heavily extrapolating. Well, Alex, that's what we hired you for. Heavy extrapolation. Heavy <laughs> extrapolation. You should get that looked at. I think. <laughs> it's 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 fine okay 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 sorry it's fine it's, it's good fine. so yeah the, the the second verse Just is trust me i i again like it's the same verse the same as the first love is an intense feeling that you have me experiencing and it makes me act erratically 
but it's fine. It's a-okay. It's a-okay, you might say. Everything brings us, is a-okay. Everything's a-okay. Which brings us again to the chorus. We do the pre-chorus. We do the chorus. And then at the end of this chorus, a critical line, he says, guitar. <laughs> guitar. Um, Which, as Leigh Brunecki, a genius, has informed us, a guitar solo is upcoming, <laughs> and this lyric serves to inform <laughs> listeners of that fact. Uh, uh, just about the only time genius is right. <laughs> secondary fun fact based on my own um, personal experience is that a lot of people mishear this line as ka-chow. Oh, okay. What? Yeah. Ka-chow. I don't know, he just did it pretty high-pitched, yeah. Ka-chow! No, what the fuck? Who um, thought this, Alex? I think me for a long time, and like I've heard people sing along, and they don't say guitar. They just like make random vocalizations. Not necessarily ka-chow, but like, don't necessarily realize it's a word being said. Huh. Well, it's, it's so evident, particularly if you've watched the music video, that it's... That he says guitar. Guitar. Because it's a guitar solo. And it, yeah, if you know, it makes solo. sense. And it, I feel like it's not hard to know. I feel like even without the music video... No, but it, it does require some effort. I mean, I don't know, Alex. You got to pick the lint out of your ear, maybe, but... <laughs> I have very small ear canals, so they get plugged uh, easily. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, that's the, that's the words. <laughs> that's Those the lyrics, the yeah. <laughs> they do another so, pre-chorus and chorus after the solo. Yeah, it's, and, it's just high energy, like, I am yeah. in love, and, and love is pretty crazy. And here's that's a couple a of references thing. for the petrol heads out there. Mm-hmm. Song done. Song done. That's it. That's all they wrote. Let's talk about these music sounds. The so they also talked about some music sounds with their music. So we open Sounders. up with some some guitar. A guitar riff. Pretty iconic guitar riff, I think. I would say uh, so. You may agree. This is kind of the one that you identify the song by, because it's the one it starts with. And uh, it plays during this intro part, and it plays during the verses. Yeah. And I believe during at least the first solo, right? Yeah, I think it plays under the solos as well. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It plays quite a bit. So it starts out filtered. It's just that guitar. It's all it's all a little quiet, but it's like crunchy and distorted. And then we get the the drums kicking us in, right? Yeah, the drums do that a couple times with like some pretty strong like hits to transition between sections. Yeah. And this is the first time it happens. And then everything um, just Yeah, and then in. your your bass just mirrors the guitar in this. This is cl classic hard rock. We're here to make the the one guitar part sound as big as fuck. Yes. In the and particularly in the in the beginning, you don't really hear the bass very much just because it's part of everything else. Yeah. They do do a nice like semi breakdown in the second verse where we actually focus on the bass. Yeah, that's a cool part. One, because you get to hear the bass and that's always fun. But two, because the bass kind of takes over for half of the riff. And then the mm -hmm. guitar comes in for the other half. So yeah, so they cool still have it there. Forth. It's like a usually on a second verse, it's a a strict buildup. We add in another guitar. Mm -hmm. The drums are punching louder. Maybe there's a fucking flute. I don't know. But this one is like we're gonna take things out and we're gonna focus yeah, it's on some, it's a some bit less. Bass. It doesn't feel less energetic though. It just no. feels like you're kind of focusing a bit more on the lyrics because that other half of the riff is between the lines. Yeah. So it's just bass, and then you can hear the words more, or they're kind of more there because the guitar is not. Yeah. It really, it really does like emphasize the intimacy of that line, which is "I want to kiss you every minute, every hour, every day." That's not something you do with just anyone. 
No, no, that's yeah, that's that's not a first date kind of thing. No. That's second date maybe. Maybe. But you definitely want the base underneath, for sure. Uh what else? The base is for here? banging, isn't it? The base, the base is for banging. It's for banging. Or kissing. Yeah. yeah every minute, every hour, every day. Exactly. Every hour. Every hour. Mm. Every day. It's like a metronome. Yeah, it is. It keeps the rhythm. Exactly. For the banging. <laughs> so, that's right. <laughs> so so if you don't have a bass, you gotta use a fucking metronome, and then that's come on. <laughs> yeah. It's not very classy. <laughs> no. Hang on, let me set up the beats per minute on this metronome. <laughs> tick, 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 tick. It's a little fast. Let me, let me try this again. Tuk, tuk. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, my friend's borrowing my bass. I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> so yeah, the first verse. We've talked first about verse. it. First verse. We even talked about the second verse. We, we haven't talked about the second What's verse. The verses? Let's talk about what a UK person would call a bridge. <laughs> a bridge and chips, maybe. Nice. <laughs> and what, and we would what call I pre-chorus. might call a pre-chorus. Um, this part, uh, the guitar is different in this part as well. Um, it's really just two big strums followed by like lighter chugging. Uh, on, yeah, this is your, your rhythmic chug. And this is also where you get in some backup vocals, but they're like pretty far in the back. Are they in the first pre-chorus? They might not be, actually. I don't think they are, because I, I listened to it, and then the second pre-chorus came That's around, right. and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot these were here, and so I went back, and I was like, oh no, wait, they just come in on this one. That's right. No yeah. backup vocals in the first pre-chorus. But um, that's also interesting, because... I don't know. Do we always hear like a, a more amped up pre-chorus on the second time around? I don't think so. The pre-chorus is less susceptible to amping up, I think. Mhm. Mm Cuz it's it kind of it's its own thing and it's meant to be separate. And it's sort of like the calm before the storm a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh so you don't necessarily amp up there. But this They do on this but one. They amp. The second pre-chorus. Even if it's just and they're, a little And bit. they're singing the line, "Oh god, you touch it." You know, like that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know, yeah. I know, like that. And then, so that is another interesting part of this. Yeah, the pre-chorus. Yes. What else about it? Well, Alex, it, I mean, the only other thing, really, it's it's a fairly long, like, lead-in from the pre-chorus mm -hmm. into the chorus, because it's the, the drums, and the drums are hitting uh, two, two sticks on a drum, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. For a while, and then kind of do, like, a fill into the into the chorus yeah accompanied by his you know falsetto scream into the chorus as well true that's an important part there's a lot of it's, that yeah, these two guys working together even more so on the chorus itself this is where like the really exciting stuff happens mm -hmm. there's the other riff and really there's two riffs that are the the bones of this song there's that intro riff which is a little flashier and then yeah. there's or a slash verse riff, and then there's the chorus riff, which is a little more like meat and potatoes, but also extremely solid as a riff. Yeah, so it's really just, just these two energy. very strong riffs that that hold up kind of the the song in different parts in different yeah, ways. Yeah, it blew me away because one of the last versions we're going to talk about today is kind of basically strips it down to just the instrumental parts. Because it's a, the 8-bit cover, and then I'm listening to it. I'm like, is this really all that happens with the instruments in the song? And you go back, and you're like, yeah. Yeah. But, but it sounds fucking sick. 
But I think that's like a throwback riff. to the like seventies, eighties rock style, isn't it? Where it was very like quite basic back then. Oh yeah, especially they they cite ACDC as a yeah. big influence. Yeah. And you need what two chords to play an ACDC <laughs> song like, like that. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds good. It sounds catchy, and it has like a big growly energy behind it. Like the tone on these instruments is great. Um, I know Alex, you often complain about later Darkness albums having some some uh, you know questionable production value on it, but I think this one and this album, the production is pretty spot on. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah. So we get to the chorus. The other thing in the chorus, I mean, just about the way he sings the lyrics, obviously, this is kind of like the iconic part when he sings, I believe in a thing called love, and then like goes up really high for just listen to the rhythm of my heart, goes into that falsetto, jump back and forth between the low part and the high part, um, and like is also um, kind of like the, the... rhythm slash cadence of the words themselves like i believe in a thing called love and then just listen to them and like really fast yeah he jam packs a half a sentence in (laughs) like a second (laughs) yeah so it's kind of like the back and forth between the low high and also the kind of more spaced out and really squished together words yeah so it's it's not only like like ear grabbing to to coin a bad phrase because of like his high vocals but the, the way he shifts from like regular speech pattern to just everything really tight you're like oh this is this like this is interesting to follow um, yeah symbols in this part if you lots want to talk of symbols. about those lots, lots of symbols, of symbols. Um, it's party music baby yeah. gets the people going yeah that's how you put that energy on your chorus in your arena rock song throw the symbols on power chords Ride and symbols sim- yeah power chords and symbols yeah I mean, we even get a guitar slide into the chorus, like a <laughs> like like this is classic, like party rock kind of like instrumentation, um, orchestration, whatever you want to call it, Arrange choreography. Things. Um, Alex, I couldn't hear you there because you were. I, I think sorry, I moved. I moved away to room. close my window because the sun was shining uh, in my <laughs> eye. Um, I said arrangement. Arrangement. That's yeah. the word, Alex. Um, yeah, so we get that first chorus, we get the huh, and then we get the, huh. the the sort of baby guitar solo. That sweet little child. We talk about guitar solos on this show a lot. We never really define what makes a guitar solo good. What does make a guitar solo good? Like, I don't know. Like, I listen to it, and I'm like, yeah, all right. Or I'm like, eh. What is that's it? That's yeah. I think that's, that's what the the music like, academic. I, I don't really have <laughs> I don't really have the words to to describe that necessarily. I I've seen like solo analyses. I've like experienced like I've watched them, but I I couldn't do that myself. Mm. Talking about like interest Tra- curves and stuff. Interest curves. Yeah. Like oh, like we're looking at finance reports. <laughs> <laughs> they're talking about like the intensity basically. Okay. Of your investments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> the intensity of your investments. It is tax season, after all. It is that, if nothing else. John, do you have any insight on guitar solos? Man, I, I don't know if I do. Like, you just said, like, how do you know what makes a good guitar solo? I just thought about that. I was like, I don't know. I, <laughs> I've never thought about that before. Because I know bad ones when I hear them. Yeah. I mean, like, like sometimes yeah, it's if, like if, it's flat. Yeah. Or, like, sometimes I've been to a couple of concerts where, like, um, like the guitarist will just fuck around for like ten minutes on a guitar solo, right. and sometimes it's good, and then sometimes yeah. it's just wank. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't really know how you'd like 
how I'd explain why one's good and one's wank. Yeah, it's like it's a combination of like making it sound like it fits in with the song, making it kind of follow the energy that you've created in the song up to that point, and like taking you to the next place in the song. So like, there's a lot of factors, and I I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Van Halen has a quote where he says that he always approached uh, guitar solos as a song within a song. Okay. Which maybe, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm not sure about that because you could you could jam another song <laughs> into the middle of a song and it could sound like shit because it's 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 incongruous. But yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know. And but I can tell you this: I like these solos in this song. Yeah, and this little baby one. I think it's got like ten notes. I've got the yeah. the tabs open. I mean, I didn't count, like but I'll take your numbers. word for it. <laughs> there's some bends, so it gets a little bit hard, you know. Oh right. Yeah. And there's some B and R's. I don't know what those are anymore. Uh, bend and release? No. <laughs> I don't know. I think See, I'm B making is the bend. N and, but it probably doesn't make sense. No, but yeah, there's like I don't know, ten notes, very short. Yeah. It's good shit, though. It's like good it. shit. But I don't know why it's good shit, but it is good shit. I couldn't tell you why. Um, my best guess, it keeps up the energy. It's, uh, it, it feels more intense than the already high energy of this song. And kind of like it's... It, and since it is playing on top of that riff, it does feel like it's working with it rather than trying to, like, fight against it and be its own thing while still being a solo. Yeah, I guess at the end of the day, if it sounds good, it's good, right? That's the truth. Like this. <laughs> and it is like kind of a cool little transition because like you said, it goes from really high energy from the chorus and like the guitar mm. solo starts really high and fast and then it kind of comes down and like has like a, a long hold at the end to ease us back into the, the less high energy verses. Right. And right. I guess the other side thing is this second verse is the kind of, not really a breakdown, but, but they play less guitar riff throughout. It's more bass focused. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's where that's, that's right. Yeah, it really does bring us down because maybe maybe that's why they needed the second verse to come down a little bit because it's so focused on these guitar solos. It's like, well, we can't just come back more energy. Like, keep <laughs> yeah. too much. Guitar, yeah. Pull, take the guitar out a little bit. Make people want it before it comes back. You know. Yeah, that's right. The song's a bit of a tease. Yeah. So we've talked about the second verse. It's got the the bass breakdown. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, and the, the the sort of half of the riff being done on guitar, and we get the backup vocals on the pre-chorus, which I, I I did I replicated those expertly. It was one to one. Yep. You, you yeah, we already heard them. We side. already heard them. You, 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 you want to hear them again? It. Just rewind a little bit. I just rewind. Um, and we get to the chorus again. The chorus is the same. It's the chorus again. Is it is the chorus again? And I I'm pretty sure it is the same. Except it except the now same. at the end he shouts guitar. Guitar. And then we get the big guitar solo, which is... It's it's more big. than ten notes, can confirm. More yeah. than ten notes. Still soloing um, over top of the verse riff. Uh, that's but, right. But there are many more repetitions of said riff this time. Mm -hmm. And then from this, we get into like like a more more pronounced breakdown. Yeah, like there's a... there's Well, first there's another pre-chorus. Yeah. Um, and... Possibly even more backup vocals on this one. Possibly. Possibly. Sometimes it's hard to tell. Um, and then, yes, the, the more of a breakdown chorus. 
Yeah, where we get, it's just drums and synth. And I believe uh, it is Justin Hawkins on the synth as well. Definitely, he, in the music videos, he has a synthesizer closest to him. He is credited with vocals, guitar, and synth. Hmm, I believe this piece and this album. Um, and the synthesizer here sounds like car horns. Ah, another petrol heads. Another, another petrol heads. <laughs> this thing. one is for the petrol heads. This whole song is for the petrol heads, really. But yeah, I I think it does anyway. Um, I'm not getting much response from either of you. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I I've always of, I've always like, thought of it as sounding like car horns. I'm also yeah. wondering what kind of car horns. <laughs> like much much more pleasant than a regular car horn, which is like meant to be very harsh yeah. it's it's kind of like the really dinky car horns is that like more you know it's like Meep. i guess so yeah are you thinking about where it's like an airbag attached to a trumpet and you just kind of squeeze it like like that no it's not a bagpipe <laughs> i, I kind of hear it. yeah it's very like sharp i guess yeah yeah i don't it makes me think of a car horn okay. yeah there's not a long uh like attack or anything it's like beep, yeah beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. Again, flawless recreation. Here. <laughs> yeah. Man, if this is on YouTube, you would be copyright stricken like immediately. Immediately. It's, it's how dude, accurate if this podcast these are. ever gets popular. I'm gonna need to make money fast because they're gonna come for me. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawkins brothers, they're gonna fuck you up. Oh, oh my god. I am I'm not ready for it. I'll be real with you. So we get that breakdown uh chorus. And then we just crank up the energy huge. We get another guitar solo, really. We do. Solo three. We do. He, I mean, like, right at the end of that chorus, he, he goes up really high as he does, and then, like, everything kind of comes back in with that. Oh, yeah, he does the big vocalization on that. <laughs> right, that's the one he does. That's the one. He says, oh, but, like, it's several syllables. Yeah, he really breaks that, that one-syllable word up. <laughs> yeah. More soloing, like you said. Um, and then a repeat of the chorus riff, and then then your classic rock band big rock finish. Like, yes, very classic big rock finish. Yeah, no fade out. No. Yeah, they they do the final note that. Yeah, just like rock band. <laughs> just like right, like, like it's it's textbook. Yeah, honestly, big rock finish in this one did make me think a bit of Queen. Oh, just a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. A little, it's a little Brian May. A little bit of Queen, a little bit of uh, maybe Def Leppard? Uh, yeah, maybe like uh, like maybe some ACDC. Like not so much on this song. That was more the other songs yeah, on the album. But like a little, bit, a little bit. A little bit. I, I'm, ta- I'm talking 1970s ACDC. Yeah. Not, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I could go on. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. Because we I, need to I talk. will go on, Alex, oh, please, about the on. music videos. Yes, the music videos. Because um, there are two. Yeah, of them. I mean, there's, there, there are multiple. Oh, fuck, is only, there? I, saw two. I only saw one. Okay, I only watched one. And I'm, I'm only going to wa- talk about that one. I will talk briefly about the original one because yeah. it, yeah. it holds an important detail for the official version, the Ooh. one that was really released. So this is directed by a guy named Alex Smith, and he originally shot a low budget music video with the band at his house and oh, around right. a supermarket. And so uh, during this shoot at the supermarket, Justin Hawkins was at one point singing into like a garlic sausage, just like, you know, a plastic wrap garlic sausage. Yes. That's, they, he shouts they, guitar into it. He, yeah. You know, <laughs> and that, that they carried that from that music video months later into the, to the official one. 
even though he was no longer in like a in like a convenience store he was (laughs) on a spaceship um yeah that's kind of the big thing another big part about this is the guy they got to do props for this so all of this is practical effects Mm -hmm. um and so the 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 dude who made the like props for doctor who episodes like the some of the og shit john friedlander his son jim friedlander did all of these fucking wonky ass props and aliens for this music video did you watch the same interview as us (laughs) Um, I just grabbed this from Song that, Facts, yeah. so I have it in written format. Is that what they talked about in the interview? Yeah, I didn't write it down, but uh, yeah. yeah, I remember them talking about that. How they wanted yeah. like a like a nineteen seventies British um, science fiction television science yeah. fiction vibe from the yeah. whole thing, and they got it. So this is this music video is horny. <laughs> it's nineteen seventies British sci fi, and it is full of lasers, my man. Lots of Boy, lasers. Is it. Some lightning bolts. The very beginning, Justin Hawkins bursts out of a, a bathtub, which also happens in the original music video. But this a is on a spaceship. Bathtub. Yeah, the other one's sudsy. This one's steamy. Oh, Alex, you've seen both videos. I watched both videos. My God. Yeah. I know. I'm dedicated. I didn't think it was possible. Now I You're feel a fool. <laughs> I, I know. I feel like a, a right fool. <laughs> Perhaps a I mean, long fool. Really? Well, hang on, let's talk about the spaceship, Can- Alex, before we go talking about pools. They're the same music video, but one is in space in many One's ways. In space. <laughs> and has so a wait, bit more of a budget. There's a giant squid in the original video? No, there's no giant squid or giant crab. Right, so they're not exactly Fuck the same, you, but a lot of the events are. Sure. <laughs> Tell me about this, this ship, though. Is it supposed to be shaped like something? Kind of looks like a horseshoe crab. Yeah. Do you think that's what they were going for? Yeah, maybe. They do fight a crab later. Do you think it's supposed to look like Kabuto from... Uh... Ooh, it does a bit. I'm pretty sure it? Kabuto is based on a horseshoe crab, so yeah. There you go. It's Pokemon um, reference. Is, and is that also the ship that appears on the Permission to Land album cover? They, they have a similar shape. They do have a bit of a similar shape. Um, no further questions, Alex. Tell us more about this pool. <laughs> it's heart-shaped. Yes. <gasps> yeah. It comes out, he spits out some water, he sings direct to camera. I guess that was popular in the early 2000s. James Blunt does the same thing, except not He did out do of the, the pool. same thing. Then he gets out of the now, pool, he's censored, because yes. uh, he's naked. Now, in the original, he was wearing a Speedo. Mm. Okay. That's I'll, how, I'll point that's, out some differences. Practical. Also, they're on a spaceship now. Another yeah, difference? Does he get towelled off by Grimace in the original? <laughs> furry alien just touches him a bunch. Oh, man. No, in the original, Frankie Poulain hands him a jacket. Okay. Um, and he's wearing a top hat also. I think about this toweling off alien more than is reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> just like... Is that all he does? He's, he sits there, he towels you off. Is that how he gets nutrients? What is his story? Why does he look like Grimace? Um, God, we should have got one of them on here. They could have answered this. Grimace? Yeah, that would have been, that would have been good. I, <laughs> but yeah, he, he just full-on molests Justin Hawkins to dry yeah, him off. He kind of grinds up on this alien. The alien dries him off. And then he's now wearing a, like a jumpsuit, like a glam rock jumpsuit. And he's yeah. sitting on a bed, possibly also heart-shaped. Yeah, it's not not easy to tell from here, but there are two, the statue of two women in the background colliding at the genitals. Yeah. 
which is, I think, I mean, I don't need to explain that to you. I'm no. not your dad. No. I'm Justin not a Hawkins, school teacher for like, the sixth grade. <laughs> Justin Hawkins, like, touching himself a lot. Got one hand yeah. on his self all the time. He has pink hair along with brown hair. Does he have that in the original video? No, he doesn't. Or if he does, okay. you can't tell because it's, like, much lower quality. Right. And then, and also yes. similar to the original video, Dan Hawkins comes through a door and starts playing guitar. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And he's, all, he's wearing a white jumpsuit. And then, I, I guess some dude from their local middle school is playing drums here? <laughs> yeah, Ed Graham just looks like some guy compared to the rest of them. They're also, like, over the top and have long hair and That's stuff. That's true. <laughs> And then there's Ed Graham, who doesn't look like a big rock star. But a lot yeah. of like drummers do that sometimes. And I swear to God, the door opens on, on the bassist. And not even thinking, I was like, it's Alex. <laughs> like, so much like Alex. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I went as Frankie Poulain for Halloween one year. You guys may recall. You guys Dude, went I as do. the and Hawkins I think I'm just shocked at how on point it was. <laughs> yeah. Because... I really phoned in my costume, but you were you went the whole way. I had to way. grow my mustache for like three months. <laughs> You're too good for us, Alex. <laughs> Actually, it's really easy to grow a mustache. You just have to not cut it. I, I, I suppose that's true. Yeah, he comes walking out like a robot. He's just jamming. Then a guitar falls from uh, a, like a, a chute. Yeah. A, a, a chamber. A hole opens up in the ceiling and a guitar comes out of it. Yeah. Now, does that happen in the original? No, he's handed the guitar by Frankie Poulain, the bassist. Okay. Frankie Poulain doing a lot yeah, of work. Yeah, he does a lot. I'm pretty sure. That's <laughs> just on stage tech. Was he in all black? Yeah, like he a... has a guitar. Don't worry about it. Alex, he then uses this guitar to teleport to an alien planet. Yes. And then he fights a crab. Yeah. A giant enemy crab. A giant enemy crab. Do you remember that OG meme? Yes. I. I... Absolutely. I only know it because you guys said it all the time. Yeah, and then, that's like, the only. I, I didn't like ago. actually see what it was from until many years later. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but yeah, Giant I think Enemy I knew what it was from. But it's even like a then, PlayStation. I didn't watch the source. Yeah, it's like a like a an E3 presentation it was E3, for the PlayStation yeah. Three. Yeah, yeah, for the PlayStation Three. But I don't even remember what game it was. What video um, game? Some. It was like. I want to say Dynasty Warriors, but there's no way you fight no. a giant crab in Dynasty Warriors. But the dude was yeah. building up. He's like, you know, all these battles you fight, like, from history. <laughs> it's, it's all authentic. And it's, so here you are fighting a giant enemy <laughs> crab. And you're like, hang on a second. But he, like, says it so, like, deadpan as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here's this giant enemy called, crab. <laughs> uh, I had it. Genji, Days of the Blade. Yeah. I, That's I don't it. That wow. <laughs> No, I don't, I don't think it did too well. So, yeah, this crab comes up, chucks a boulder at <laughs> Justin Hawkins. And a lot of thumbs up action from Justin Hawkins. I think that's important. Alex, does he thumbs up a lot in the original? I don't remember. I didn't. Well, Alex, I take back every nice thing I've ever said about you. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> and then Justin Hawkins grabs the rock, and it's like moon rock, like dip. <laughs> Um, dimpled moon rock the rest of the band is superimposed in the sky and he throws the rock back at the crab none of that happens in the original yeah that's superimposing very queen queen 2 yeah yeah in or, fact or in the original rhapsody. video they do like a direct queen 2 slash bohemian rhapsody reference when they're like all arranged with under lighting and and they're all singing like that okay. happens exactly in the in the original video <laughs> i think they like queen 
right. <laughs> Maybe. I don't blame them, but it's kind of obvious, you know? Yeah, come on, guys. So, yeah, Alex, he, he defeats this crab by chucking a boulder yeah, at it. Yeah. He also has, like, a tiara on, like a flower crown. Yeah, like a sort of, yeah, it must be a tiara. But that tiara has special powers in it, similar to Sailor Moon's, but much different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next, we get him running through a, like, a hall of, I guess, biometric scanners or yeah, something. Yeah, well, all the doorways in this are kind of <laughs> triangular or, like, I guess, trapezoidal because they're flat on the top. Um, right. And then it kind of looks like the hallway from from uh, Star Wars Episode yes. One, <laughs> yeah, it does. that has just those like energy fields in it. Yeah. Um, this kind of also happens in the original one because like two band members are just like hanging out, which I think are Ed and Dan, like talking, like pretending to play a broken guitar, and then he runs by, in a similar fashion. So this okay. this does happen in the original, kind of without the kind energy, of, except without the electricity yeah. effect. But he's also running at slow motion in this. But he's singing along. That's right. Which means they had to film it originally at twice speed, right? That's right. Yeah. Did you know that apparently that's how Mariah Carey does all of her music videos? I did, because I listened to the <laughs> Mariah Carey episode. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. He would have to sing that at double time. That's... Yeah. <sighs> that's even faster. It's already fast. I yeah, do remember that's... it was like not exact in this music video like True. there's a few lines he's pretty off on true doesn't match up perfectly but he's but trying he does match up on some lines which means he did it right some of the time yeah yeah and speaking of somebody who's made a music video before you really got to put the effort in to get things to sync up it's a pain in the ass yeah <laughs> but yeah so he he runs up and then we get the the garlic sausage the shot. sausage yeah <laughs> which i thought maybe it would be it was like a at first glance, it was like a, a fire extinguisher or something, because that's something you'd expect on a ship, maybe. Right. But no, it's garlic sausage. It is red. And then, yeah, we get, and he so says the line, guitar, not ka-chow, Alex. Not ka-chow, not ka, <laughs> not ka I would have accepted get down. Get I would have been down. like, okay, maybe. Well, sometimes in songs, they just, like, say random syllables, and it's not even words. That's true. Not here, Alex, not today. No. Not in my no, 2003 they're all about singles. Words. So we get the wall of martial amps. They're martial amps, right? They, they say martial on them. Yeah. yeah. Um, you think they actually had that many, or did they just green screen it? Uh, I I can guarantee it's green screened because at one point the head of his guitar just disappears into nothingness, where he moves oh, slightly man. outside of the green screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a massive wall. He's jamming a solo. Yeah, and then, like, goes through a door, and then they are in another, like, circular room full of of these Marshall oh, speaker cabinets. And uh, there's, like, blue, blue flame, flame coming up from under, from the bottom of the shot as he solos. And then it does, like, a, a revolve around, and the, you see the rest <laughs> of the band, a la that 70s show. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. also happens in the original, but in the original video, they're like sitting at a table. Even more a la that 70s show. Oh, a la la, Alex. <laughs> was the table on fire? Um, no, the table wasn't on fire, but there's like a weird yellow, red sort of filter on the camera. Oh, okay. Okay. That's like the fire of camera filters. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so we get we get Frankie leaning into the the camera to sing the backup parts. Then it switches over to the their middle school drummer friend, fresh from school. He's still wearing his uniform. He does look like he could be in Green Day. 
just to yeah. bring it back a little bit. Hundred <laughs> percent. Because he has long hair, right? Because like yeah. the, he has like long hair with a little flip at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's like a little bit across like his eye. Fallout boy. I don't know. Yeah. Them too. He'd fit. Yeah. He could be an American musician. Yeah. But he's a British musician. But he's English. English. Good what? lord. And then we get a devil woman for some reason. <laughs> devil woman. Yeah, like a red painted lady alien, I guess. Yeah. Um and kind she of leaves. She just kind of yeah, she just she just backs away as Justin Hawkins takes over the shot, yeah. Yeah. I guess it's kind of this, this... like homage to I mean my frame of reference is like old um Star Trek where the aliens would just be like people that are painted. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Probably uh, Doctor Who to some extent. I would yeah. imagine. I'm sure. <laughs> like, I, I um, would. If you told me that, yeah. I would be not surprised at all. I, I'm not surprised but I at all. Haven't watched Doctor Who. And then we cut to uh, what's basically their command deck, where the, the boys are clapping their hands while Justin Hawkins jams this this match, massive synth. That also Which looks also a bit kind like a Kabuto. Yeah. Looks like what, sorry? A Kabuto. Yeah. It does. Not a Cabutops. No. Straight straight Kabuto no. on this. Hasn't evolved yet. Although, I mean, it's kind of got a neck as well. Oh, yeah, maybe it's a submerged Cabutops. Yeah. <laughs> they buried it alive up to its neck. And, and that's why this giant squid's coming, trying to rescue it. Oh, yeah. So we get to see the, the ship from outside. There's a massive squid on it. And its tentacles start coming in. Now everybody's blasting electricity from their guitars. And drumsticks. And drumsticks. Except just he's just like whacking the tentacles, swing. I think. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he straight up just starts smacking Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know if it was intentionally. I think the, like, the tentacles just come across his drum kit and he just hits them. Yeah, he's like, oh, I figure I might as well hit these. Yeah. God, seeing this, I would have been like, it would have been like 18 years ago this came out. Jeez. Is that right? Give or yes. take? Give or take. 2003, yeah. 2003. I'd have been, so I'd been like 10 years old. This fucking blew my mind. I didn't know you were allowed to do stuff like this anymore. <laughs> I didn't I'd see never this seen video the video until years later. Yeah, I, oh, I, man. I didn't see it until two days ago. I saw it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I love the darkness and I just never watched their music videos. <laughs> this video is a delight it was i i don't know why but there was like a phase in the early 2000s where we would just have like music channels on so it was like this and stacy's mom i've seen like, that one so many times but i never yeah, saw this yeah. i saw that on... one so many times never really understood all of the cars references in it until last year <laughs> i i probably missed those as well probably because yeah. if you don't know it you're just like oh i don't know this kid's yeah. Looks like, like a little I freak. I guess, the, yeah, that kid <laughs> yeah. looks like he's just wearing a jacket, but you don't know that he's, like, dressed up as Rick Ocasek. Oh. Yeah. Come back to this one, though. He shoots electricity out of his, his unicorn horn tiara thing. Lots of electricity. I'm assuming they just, like, fucked around and then someone put electricity on whatever when they were doing the editing. Yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah. That's the only explanation I can think of. And then you get a nice thumbs up afterwards. Oh, another yeah, thumbs the, up? the thumbs up. Yeah. And then the space, like uh, the spaceship, pieces out like it's gonna like. It feels like it's gonna set up another music video. Right, like they were gonna have some sort of like the darkness continuity. Yeah. Where... That'd have been neat, but. I don't know if they did. What was the single after this one? 
Uh, well, this was the third single from this album. I don't know what else they did. Let's see. Five singles were released. Yeah, Get your hands off of them. Grown on me. I believe in a thing called Love Christmas Time. Don't let the bells in. <laughs> yeah, well, it might not be that one. Then. Yeah, it might not be that one. It could be Love is Only a Feeling. It could be, yeah. Could be. That music video is definitely based on Earth because YouTube prompted me to watch it next. Okay, I mean, but funnily enough, to Earth. if you look at the cover of the Christmas Time single, it's got a big squid on it. Shit. So. Oh, yes. it does too. <laughs> so it might actually be. And a spaceship. And a spaceship. The Darkness Christmas Time official music video. Hang on, here we go. Um, <laughs> is that? No, that's a. It's a. It opens on a little Christmas cottage. Okay, in space. Um, no, it appears to be on Earth. Hmm. Well, oh, yeah, it seems to just be Justin Hawkins kind of chilling out, looking at instruments. I mean, ornaments. <laughs> <laughs> Them too. Well, maybe they cut the Darkness Cinematic Universe short. Ah, it's a shame. As a carolers in this video, <laughs> we're not here to talk about this. Um, yeah, crazy good song, great video. Um, I some sometimes this song, like other bands' big famous songs, I'm like, there's no way I want to listen to this. It's it's not actually that good. This one, even coming back to it this week, I was like, this this is actually a very good song that slaps from front to back. Yeah, I, I think this is like Bohemian Rhapsody for me. Like, I can recognize that it's a great song, but. I don't want to listen to it. Oh, yeah. I still can't listen to Bohemian Rhapsody. No, nope, me neither. Yeah, it's like too much in my mind as yep. this iconic thing to, one, to kind of like judge, even though maybe less than Bohemian Rhapsody just because I haven't listened to this nearly as much or mm -hmm. didn't spend as much time in my like 12-year-old brain listening to the song. Um, but it's good shit. And like Good. I said, two really Shit. solid riffs. Yeah. Gotta appreciate that craftsmanship. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of shipping, we're gonna ship off to talk about some covers. Yeah, let's talk about nice. some covers now. <laughs> Alright, let's talk about Damien Dempsey in the very same year, 2003. I believe in a thing I love Just listen to the rhythm of my heart There's a chance we can make it now Keep rocking till the sun goes down I believe in a thing Um, we haven't talked about this artist before, but we have talked about this cover compilation. We have. Yes, even better than the real thing. Because so we talked about Mundy's version of Wherever, Whenever. Way back. Way back. And I'll Way tell you this. Back. Not better than the not real thing. Not better than the real thing. What do you think? Is this better than the real thing? Damien Dempsey? I believe in a thing called no, Love. He makes some weird choices. He does make some weird choices. <laughs> yes. Choices. <laughs> So he is a uh, Irish singer-songwriter who mixes traditional Irish folk with contemporary lyrics and sometimes just throws together a, an acoustic cover. This is apparently live. Um, it's So we got acoustic guitar doing the basic riff, and we got these fucking weird-ass drums. Yeah, I think it is the Bodren, which is a, an Irish drum. Oh, we sense. discussed back when we were talking about the cores. Ah, the cores. Yeah. Of cores. Nice. <laughs> It's good that you saved that, that one, one for on the wax. podcast. Uh. <laughs> um. Okay. I'm. I, I, we all know this is just a basic acoustic guitar. But let's talk about. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about ooh wee. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about. Tell me about the catchphrase of Mister Poopy Butthole. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, it wasn't back then, to be fair to Mr. Uh, Dempsey. To, to be fair to Mr. Dempsey, not back then. Now it's been marred by time, but even <sighs> so, he he locks it in with this. He could have chosen to just kind of, like, do any vocalization, change it up after every chorus. He says, to the point where he says, I said, and then he says, ooey again. Ooh <laughs> he couldn't have just done an ooh. Yeah. He does had to be weird choices. <laughs> I mean, that for me took me right out, and I'm, I'm lost on this one. Beyond that, I somebody else. I didn't write that one down. I did write down his word choice on... Um, keep rocking until the sun goes down? That's the one, instead of will be rocking until the sun goes down. Yeah. Keep rocking. I, I just thought he'd, like, fucked up the first time. I was like, oh, it's live, you know, that's fine. But yeah. no, yeah. He, he does it again. Yeah, he locks that one in. Yep. That yeah, I don't like that choice. There's another weird thing. I, I guess we all thought of different things that are strange. Um, mine was, so he doesn't go falsetto on the chorus, but he does no. jump up or tries yeah, to. He tries to. Doesn't quite make it, I don't think. Um, or maybe it's just because it's not falsetto, but it definitely does. It sounds kind of flat, I think. No, he, he definitely doesn't reach it a couple um, of times. So. Oh, yeah. Compared to some of the other versions that don't go, like, super high, it's actually not that much of a jump if you, like, don't change octaves or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but he tries and doesn't do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It sounds very strained on the end of a chorus. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he really struggled. And it's a very basic configuration of everything else. These busted-ass drums just fucking doing whatever they do. His acoustic guitar going at it. And then some ad-libs on his part. He says, here we go at one point. <laughs> I said, ooh-wee. <laughs> he does <laughs> said, ooh-wee. And there is a backup vocal at one point that does the ooh-wees as well. He's really pushing the <laughs> ooh-wees. Yeah, and it, it just kind of does some backup on the chorus as well. It's just a dude talking. He's like, I believe in a thing called love. <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of disinterested which is weird which is weird i'll tell you this not better than the real thing no, no. not better than the real thing I, not even better than the real like, thing it sounds okay some of it like it's got a very like organic sound to it which mm -hmm. i mean i believe that it's live it's just that uh I, it's not super well done other than that yeah, yeah. like i guess the the translation to acoustic of that riff is yeah. pretty good yeah not bad. but yeah. I mean the riff was good already, so Yeah. That's true. And it's like it's almost like the more in the feeling smells like teen spirit riff, almost. Right. Which both of which are like very easy to translate to acoustic. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's just power chords. I'm that's not too right. hard to do on acoustic really. Yeah, it really is like it's simple and it's it's that. widely used because of how catchy it is, right? Yeah. Man, not the last time we're going to be talking about more than a feeling. No. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Nope. <laughs> but for now, we're going to talk about the first lady of the United States during the presidency of JFK. <laughs> That's right, baby. It's Jackie O again in 2004. <laughs> Who we also discussed before. Uh, for breakfast at Tiffany's. I knew you had. That's right. 
Yeah. I was looking through all my notes because I thought I'd talked about her, but I couldn't find anything <laughs> about her. But similar to at that the time, I like still don't really know who this is. Um, Jackie O has been around since 1996 and is the almighty artist who helped to launch Almighty's very first sub-label, Euphoric Records, in late 1996. Unlike most almighty projects, Jackie O has had only one singer who provides her voice. Lead Shack Attack Attack. Jill Sayward, or Sawward. Fuck it. Jackie was created as Almighty's answer to a dance cover artist specializing in remaking some of the biggest rock hits of the 90s and 70s, taken directly from my breakfast at Tiffany's notes. Oh, yeah. You probably said that then and I forgot. Oh, yeah. nice. I, I, I looked at my notes and I was like, well. who the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, you, you have to go to some garbage fucking website to find it too, right? It's... Yeah, it was like Discogs or something like that, I think. Yeah. And it just linked oh. to like the Almighty like records website, but it was a broken link. Yeah. So that's good. That is great. Um, first thing we have to note, the title of this album is called Handbag Heaven, Back to Bitch. Volume 1. <laughs> volume 1. Which came out, according two? to Spotify, after Volume 2. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, that's how you get the people going. You release <sighs> Volume 2 first. You're like, oh shit, where's the first one at? Yeah, yeah. That's what Star Wars did. That's true. That's right. Worked for Star Wars. Yeah. Worked for Star Wars. It can work for Jackie O. <laughs> Oh, it came after the album entitled Bitch. Ah, oh, that makes sense. So it's Bitch. Bitch. Back to Bitch, back Volume to 2. Bitch. And then Volume 1. <laughs> huh. Which could just be some Spotify fuckery. I mean, there was that one yeah. guy who had albums, allegedly, that came out in like the early 60s covering songs that did not come out yet. <laughs> yeah, that had come out like 30 years later. So. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so sometimes Spotify doesn't get it right. No. Um, I'll tell you what this song gets right, that 90s Euro dance vibe. Yes. Oh, yeah, lots of synthesizers. Like, I mean, obviously, they translate the, the guitar riff onto the synth. Yeah. Doesn't take a whole lot, I don't think. It's there, and it's... Like, it's... It's more dancing. Yeah. That's how they come like, in. Like Dan Hawkins said, this is a party song. They've party just song. made it dance just made party. It, yeah, dance party. True, More yeah. synthesizers. Uh, and boots, so you get your boots, drum machine, cats. you get a dude saying, huh? <laughs> <laughs> There's like, they do like this whoosh sound leading them in, leading into the verse. Yeah. So all that kind of stuff. Like really echoey vocals. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then there's like the backup vocals fairly synthesized. Sounds, That's right. And that they come in stuff. right on the bat on that first pre-chorus. Yeah, there's like lots, and you get some of that like auto tune sound and stuff. It's it's this kind of a dance some remix. Yeah, just a little it's bit. It's all auto tune, just a little maybe. bit. <laughs> it's like just just I a touch. In, in the pre-chorus, she was like doing the high notes. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. And then it goes to the chorus, and she does the high notes more, and it's just so auto tuned. I was like, oh, that's why it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially, that's heavily processed. Yeah, it's especially like, like right at the end, it goes like the on the high part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's you know, it's we've all heard this kind of. There's boots and cats drums going on. Yeah, it's it's just a, a dance mix. That's it. Yeah, very simple. It's we've we've heard a few, not many dance mixes on this show that are like actually have something going on. This one just just kind of your bare bones. Get the people going. Here's a popular song you know, but now it has a drum machine. And yeah. So, yeah, maybe I mean, a little like, faster if, depending on the song. 
heavier beat. Sometimes yeah, they repeat it, some of the lines. Yeah, I believe places. she repeats the first verse, but then she's filtered to be in in the back while the instruments are up front. I think I, I said that she does the verse over where the guitar solo would be. Yeah, yeah. that's probably exactly right. Yeah. yeah, she also like reverses the lines. I think we're talking about the same thing. Oh, okay. So she says, oh, my yeah. an overdrive and you're behind the steering wheel first. Yeah, just just uh, okay. before the two minute mark there. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like really echoey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and she the, doesn't even I... say guitar or Yahoo or whatever it was or anything. Guitar. Yeah, k- Kerrang, <laughs> Kerchoo. Um, they also kind of there's like two choruses where it like kind of filters a bit, like it 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 filters down a little bit in one of them, and then the next one is like more broken down even than that. So yeah, like there's a lot of like twenty you get a around. real yeah. big breakdown. And all those like swooshy synths. Synths. Yeah. Synthesis. Big swoosh energy. Very <laughs> sci fi synth though. Oh yeah. Unintentional, I'm sure. Maybe. I mean if you look at the album this com- comes from, there's twenty five songs on it. Yeah. So like I can't think she put a ton of effort into each of them. That's gotta don't ya? In, in fairness, I think the last track is just the whole album. Yes, but there's still 24 <laughs> songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, yeah, it's it's low effort. You crank these out so people be like, oh, all my favorites are here. Wonderwall, yep. Bitch is here. Um, it's got Light My Fire. Light My Fire? Wow. It's also Can't got Jack. It has Breakfast at Tiffany's there. on it, but the radio edit. <laughs> Ah, before he cheats, I remember that song. Yeah, so this is—it's uh, built for a purpose. It's filler for your your DJ, yeah, at, at whatever club. And it's fine. I'd still—I'd take this over Damien Dempsey. Yeah, I think I would too. It's yeah. a little at least, more... at least there's no like errors. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. There's no fuck ups. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make weird ooey choices. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's again, all of its choices, even if I don't like them, are in line with the genre. Yeah, they're like straightforward, yeah. sure, but like it, it works fine. It's fine to dance to. It keeps the riffs, which were strong already, makes yeah. them a little yeah. more danceable, and adds a bunch of synthesizer. So like, yeah, that's right. It's fine. You know who doesn't add a lot of synthesizer is Lamar in 2004. I believe in a thing called love. Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. There's a chance we can make it now. We've been rocking till the sun comes down. I believe in a thing called love. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, he Lamar. does add some lyrics. He does. <laughs> um, so, so he, he, he well, he, yeah. So he's a, a mononymous singer. His full name's Lamar Obika. He's a singer-songwriter, record producer, rose to fame by earning third place on the British talent show Fame Academy. Way back in Is the any, day. Anyone familiar with this? No, I've never heard of that. <laughs> it <laughs> <Never> sounds fake. <laughs> it was a yeah. while ago, right? Yeah. And yeah, Lamar like, this has gone on to be pretty after, successful. Yeah. He's got a couple of platinum albums. Um... I think this is his second album that also did pretty well for him. And secretly, this one is a, a medley. There's three songs that happen in this song. Were they other um, songs you know, that I don't know? 
Um, it opens with What's Going On by Marvin Gaye from the Marvin Gaye album, What's Going On. Cool. I don't know the lyrics to that song very well. Um, uh, yeah. It's the, basically that one line you hear. Is that yeah. like the brothers, too much people dying? Too many people dying, yeah. Let's get to loving. Let's get to loving. Okay. And then the All My Life part is the song All My Life by Casey and JoJo. Huh. I, I'm also not familiar with. <laughs> so th- what this song really does is take, take, I believe in a thing called love, put it in an R&B context and sort of pad it with these other two songs. Interesting. I, I assumed they were like original lyrics, actually. I did as well. Wait, he's got, I would say he's a confident singer and I like his vocal performance on this. Mm-hmm. So until I looked it up, I was like, yeah, that could be, that could be his lines. Yeah, that's right. what I just assumed. It sounds believable it, and it all works together. He sounds good. Yeah. Um, it has completely changed the instrumentation to be pretty much just like this electric guitar playing underneath the whole thing. Uh, yeah. With like, I believe the flanger effect going on there. Yeah. I always get my effects mixed up. And I think he does. I, I think my pro, my big problem with this piece, I actually really like this cover version overall, but I think it needs more on the instrumental track. A little bit more than just that guitar. Yeah. Yeah, this sounds like a demo. Or like a like a YouTube cover or something. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, it does yeah. it is pretty like stripped down and kind of tries to do more of a vocal focus. I guess. Yeah. Even so, if you just added like an accent of drums in here. Yeah. Like, yeah you'd like have so point. much more depth. And yeah, it it kind of does have that same vibe of the like acoustic cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like a guy with a guitar. And it's got a pretty good sound to it, I think, overall. Yeah. Yeah, at least like it's I, not just straight acoustic. It's like electric acoustic. Yeah. yeah. And it is focused on being a little like funky kind of R&B. Like on the second verse, it does a full stop and then a little like. Bow! Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, gotta love those full It's got stops. a groove to it. And those slides. Very cool Where sound. it really loses, though, is on that pre-chorus. It's because it's just like kind of playing some shit and there's no real build up. <laughs> it doesn't have that same guitars leading or yeah. drums. That's the instrument leading you in. Yeah, if you had some drums, maybe just a little bass. You don't need a, a ton, but he's clearly, I think, like lyrically and vocally has transposed this into your cheesy R&B like instantly, easily. Yeah. yeah, he replaces well. the ooh at the end of the chorus with that yeah, yeah, yeah section. Yep. That yeah, works. Yeah. It works. It does. It's very, but, it's very like believable as a different thing. Kind mm-hmm. of this more like direct, I guess, heartfelt interpretation. Yeah. That kind of makes it feel more serious without actually changing the words. But yeah, then he adds more words about like crying and believing and in people love. dying. Yeah. 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 Marvin Gaye's "What's Going On" is not really a love song. He does say that we need love in it, but it's. <laughs> Like, it's about riots and things. Like, it's... Huh. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of an odd choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't think he needed to pad it. I think they they come off fine. Like, you two said, you thought it was original stuff anyway, so... Yeah. Like, I don't think it was a bad choice, but I'm, I'm, I wouldn't do it. And yeah, like, it's, it... it's almost like there's this suspension of disbelief. Like, you're able to... If, like, just listening to it, it all sounds fine together. When you start to think about it, maybe the cracks start to show. But, like, it, it works together on its own. Like, I, I accept it. Mm-hmm. John, you were going to say something. 
Oh, I was gonna say, like, if he felt the need to pad it, like, it's so stripped back anyway, it's just guitar and vocals, just just cut the intro. <laughs> yeah, just cut yeah, the right. intro. You know, if you felt like it was too quiet with just the guitar, just get rid of it, <laughs> go into the vocals. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, he changes lyrics. Yes. He changes in, we'll be rocking till the sun comes down. That's what he says. That's what he says. We'll be rocking, yeah, instead of goes down. It's, uh, I guess that's the same thing, right? Well, is it, though? Is it? Is it <laughs> not? If, if, if the sun's coming down, then it sounds like it's coming towards you. But if you're watching the right. sun go down, you're go like watching down, it go wave. away from you. So this is an apocalyptic song, though. Exactly. Uh, yeah. it's a <laughs> Which lines more, like, up aggressive. with the Marvin Gaye bit. A little yeah, less the strife. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know where uh, Take It Higher Now comes into that, but... Yeah, well, he's he's requesting the sun to to not <laughs> come down. Oh, okay. They're they're rocking to try yeah. and make the sun stay up. That's right. Okay. As as I'm trying, trying to make this moment last forever, and that's also why he says stop, Ooh. referring to the sun. Yeah. Nice one, Lamar. Nice. Hell yeah. This is a prayer um, to make the sun stop falling. Yeah. So that's what I have to say about this one. Anybody else got any any hot takes? Not really. Um, no. A fact was that it was a bonus track on the iTunes version of the album. Mm. That's that's my hot take. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. That explains why there's low production value on this. Yeah, yeah I guess. It's a bonus track. It's or a bonus track. We we talked about Seal's cover of Life on Mars, and it was less than this. <laughs> it was just an acoustic guitar and Seal just kind of... Just like you know, sounding singing. good, but also that was kind of it. There's not much yeah, was, going on, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, it was like one take. He was like, well, it's in key. Right on. <laughs> See you guys later. Seal out. <laughs> Seal out. Um, but you know who's in? Hasey Dixie in 2004. I believe in a fake all love. Just look through the room of my heart. I believe in a fake all love. Oh, rocking the sun goes down. I believe in a fake all love. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Nashville bluegrass cover band. They refer to their own genre as rock grass. I always we talked about these guys several times on the show. I so always forget have. that their name is a play on ACDC. <laughs> yeah, you always say that, and I'm like, oh yeah. I don't know why. It's just it's just not that obvious. I don't think it is a really? bit of a stretch. Like it's more kind of the the rhythm of it, I guess. And like it's very AC like D it's D like D internal. D Maybe I'm just not saying, maybe we got to say it with a twang. Hey, see, Dixie. I don't know. That didn't sound that good to me. Literally, as soon as I see it written down, I'm like, oh, yeah, like ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> Alex and I are just fucking idiots. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Probably. So these guys are, they kind of have a Big Daddy vibe, but country. Big Daddy the band, not like, I don't know, a, a, a large sexual man. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Isn't there a movie called Big Daddy? Anyway. I'm pretty except, sure we talked except about Big, Big Daddy. Daddy like yeah. does different things. Yeah, right. Like they, but they both, switch up their genres. They both position themselves as like comedy bands. I guess so. Of like, but then I funny think they just do fun. what they do like adequately. Right. Like, what's the joke? Yeah, it's just bluegrass music. That is yeah, fast. This is just a bluegrass version of a hard rock song. It's. The first time you do it, yeah, maybe it's a joke. You have fucking, like, 20 albums of this. It's not a joke anymore. God, do they? <laughs> it's gotta be that many. Let's see. Their last album was 2020. 
um, where they do a cover of Africa, of course. Ooh, um, hell yeah. Let's, let's see when their first album was. I'm doing a lot of scrolling here. Um, oh, Jesus, yeah. Oh, yeah, 2003, 2002. These aren't even the singles yet. Oh, there we yeah. go. So the first one was 2001, a hillbilly tribute to ACDC, Hazy Dixie. That makes sense. They've been doing I this mean, for uh, 19 years. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? So it's not a joke anymore, is just all I'm saying. Yeah, it, it's so weird when, like, because they obviously started out as, like, riffing on ACDC because they started mm-hmm. off as doing a full ACDC album. But then they just moved it onto let's play every single song in existence. Yeah, they're just like, just whatever works. Whatever we can jam a banjo and a fiddle into, we're going to yeah. do it. And it's everything. You can do that to anything. Apparently. They've, Apparently. They've got a lot of albums. They also have two I'm consecutive s- albums uh, where they just replaced the word ass with grass because there's kiss my grass and a hot piece of grass <laughs> consecutively. That's amazing. Right. Well, they've also used grass for past because uh. their, their latest one is blast from the grass. Hmm. Jeez. Anyway. Really work. It, it happened so grassed, so they also use it as a, <laughs> as a pun for fast. Free you... your mind and your grass will follow. Did you, did you already count that one, Alex, in your ass puns? I uh, missed that one. Is that a phrase? Free your mind and your ass will follow? Is that a thing people uh, say? Uh, I think your heart will follow might be the original. Um, Hair down was... to my grass. Did you mention that one? Oh, no, I missed again. those. Are they consecutive? Um, not. Yeah, those two are consecutive. Oh, shit. <laughs> Grass whooping. Did you talk about the grass whooping party pack? <laughs> I didn't talk about either volume of the grass whooping party pack. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. do you, do you get this this album pun? He said in quotations. Let there be rock grass. Um, no, that was I don't. There's an ACDC album called yeah, Let, there be, Let rock, there be Rock, and that is the reference. <laughs> okay, and their genre is rock grass. Yeah, they just added grass on the end. I guess okay. like half the songs on here are ACDC, surprisingly. Yeah, Fat Bomb Girls, uh, <laughs> Ace of Spades. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Detroit Rock City. Detroit yeah. Rock City. <laughs> Centerfold. <sighs> These guys. Okay, so I've, 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 the, the, the reason I'm talking around this song is I've heard so many fucking Hazy Dixie covers. <laughs> it's the same shit every time. Yeah. We got the main riff on acoustic guitar. We got a stand-up bass doing your most basic-ass country rhythm, and then the banjo comes in and just fucking diddles Plays around. Plays a bunch, it, yeah, just does banjo things. Just diddles right. around. It diddles around. It increases diddling intensity on the chorus. <laughs> um, there are no drums on this. There's no room for it. There's too many instruments. There's too many well, other yeah, things. Yeah, this fucking banjo's taking up all this goddamn space. Guitars, banjos, fiddles, bass. Bass. Yep. Uh, yeah, they do a couple weird things. First thing that I noticed on the chorus. Um, repeats, I believe, in a thing called love <laughs> with, without going in, like, for the third line. Yeah. It says, I believe of... in a thing called love, just as the rhythm of my heart. I believe in a thing called love. We'll be rocking, to, like, he he doesn't do the other, the other line. And I feel like that's related to a joke I would tell, which is if a song I can't understand, I would just insert the title more to the mm. rhythm. You know, like if I don't know what the words are. Um, right. But that part of the song isn't that hard to understand. Like, Yeah, that's the slow part of the chorus. Yeah. And also, so I, I 2004, don't... buddy. Use the internet. <laughs> yeah. I did. Yeah, so, so, yeah. That's true. I don't get, um, I don't, yeah. It seems like a joke. They, I, I don't get the joke. I don't get the joke. They, they do the backup vocals, and I hate their backup vocals all the time because they just fucking country the shit out of them. It's just, ho, ho. 
to you. Ha ha. To me. They do that. They do because they do a cover of Poison by Alice Cooper, I believe, and it's oh, that yep, same shit. Oh man, that is the uh, same backup vocals as well, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's. I guess I was I was pleasantly surprised that the like lead singer didn't go like really, uh, like stereotypical with the accent. Oh yeah, he didn't he didn't turn the twang on too too hard. Yeah, so you could tell it's like Southern country, but it wasn't like offensively so. Yeah. So that was nice. And all that said, like, this is a functional cover. Yeah, I mean... It changes it, some things up. It's in but its But not, element. like, terribly. Like, even the guitar solos are just done on a violin. Yeah. And a banjo. So, and a banjo. Is there also a mandolin in here, or is it just a higher banjo? I don't know. Your guess is I, as I good as mine. <laughs> Alex is a big mandolin head. He's a big mandolin I didn't mandolin notice. <laughs> I, didn't no- I didn't notice a mandolin. But I have been watching The Mandalorian. I'm like the Ooh. Mandalinian. The Mandalinian. <laughs> they uh they extended the solo. Yeah. One of them. I don't remember which one. Presumably the second one. It is the second one. Yeah. It's long. And that's that's full on violin. Yeah, that's right because cause they do like there's like a solo, and then like they do, the riff for a while. And then just like some extra solo. Yeah. I thought what was weird is on their first instrumental break, they do, that's when the violin comes in. And then for the the shout out solo, he says banjo and not like fiddle. It seems weird that you would not be like, well, the violin's taking the guitar role here. We're going to no it out. It doesn't on the second solo. Isn't a banjo solo there? Does he, he calls out banjo, doesn't he? Yeah, and it is a banjo solo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, is it should be the fiddle. Oh, you yeah, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, because like, yeah. the, the first solo, the baby solo, it was fiddle, and then yeah. second solo, it's banjo instead of staying the same, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and frankly, like, banjo solo versus banjo regularly playing? It's not that much different. Huge difference. <laughs> True. Not worth True. calling out. Uh. It just kind of sounds like a lot of stuff. That's how banjo goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, we get that extra solo. Um, they do the riff near the end, the the chorus riff. Everybody's doing it, and then the violin goes uh, like very high pitched, very like grating, kind of to to emulate the guitar solo. I think. Yeah. High, going high up. Yeah. And they they do the big rock finish note, and we're out of this one. The big rock grass finish, yeah. Yeah. Um. Anything else to say about Hazy Dixie? Uh, it's just very fast. I don't know if we mentioned that. Oh yeah, it is. I think it's one of the shortest ones on here, under three minutes. Yeah, and like if they'd, if they hadn't extended the banjo solo, it would have been like way, way shorter. Oh yeah. But as it is, it's like forty seconds shorter. Yeah. Yeah, just that's, way like really fast. Up. Yeah, they went through like uh, like Alex mentioned. They they chop off a line from the chorus. So yeah. That's shorter too. It's uh yeah, very short, fast, um, and very very packed with country in those, in those short short minutes. In those rock grass minutes. 
and those rockgrass minutes. We're uh, we're gonna move things right along into uh, our acapella act of the evening, uh, the extension chords in two thousand nine. Talk about acapella. Finally, hey, Jesse's girl. That we finally, we're contractually obligated to have this every time we have John on. I think I've had acapella before, right? It took a while for me to start getting my uh, contracted acapella covers. Yeah, it did. It's well, we were in talks with your lawyer. It was a whole thing. Yeah, I got it added to the contract, and uh, yeah. I think you might have put me off acapella covers now. So thank you. Good. Um. Yeah. So these these guys are from the University of Illinois Urbana Champaign. Oh. I said it's like a a specific branch or something. It's an all dude acapella group yeah. consisting of 14 dudes. Wait, the, what? The group has been in existence for 27 years. Mine said 15. It's 15 dudes or what? 15 years? No, no, no. 27 years, but composed of 15 strapping young gentlemen. Oh, did it say 15? Am I bad at reading numbers? I got it from the Spotify about. I don't know where you got yours from. Oh, I got it from their webpage, which it's might possible not that be they like updated. have more what was the number you got jake i got 14 i mean maybe one of them's busy 14 and a producer makes 15 and let me tell you they have a producer on this track they certainly do <laughs> yeah their web page says 14 but i would so maybe 15 because maybe the spotify is more recent and updated. surely it varies surely it's a bad decision that they made to put the exact number because because, like, it's a collegiate acapella group. I have to yeah. imagine they don't always have exactly the same number of people around. You'd think it would change every year. You would I think. would expect it to, yeah. Especially over 27 years, yeah. And, like, someone cuts the budget, you gotta cut people. Like, why would you put that in your description? That's true. Cut budget, cut people. <laughs> if only. <laughs> um, yeah. This one... So here's mm. my thing. I think the, I think the moment you record a cappella, it becomes meaningless. It's the whole purpose of it's acapella. a performance. It's a performance, and it's like, look at this. We can do things that instruments do, but with our vocal cords and right. mouths, and like we can recreate this in a live setting. Yeah. Yeah. So as soon as you take this, as soon as the extension cords get in the studio, and the guy's like, "I'm gonna put distortion on your vocals." Yes. What are we doing? Yeah, that's true. That to really does defeat the purpose of making all the sounds just with our mouths. Yeah. True. I, and, like, I've, I've heard some impressive sounds made with mouths that sound like instruments. I like to think I've done it myself a few times. But, yeah, it's it's very clear. Like, they just, like, put put the the microphone through distortion and say, um, I will say one thing that they do here. We all know what an acapella version sounds like, but one thing that we they do. do, the backup dudes who are you would think would just be doing like a bum ba dum ba dum are generally singing the lines at certain parts, particularly in the pre-chorus. Yeah, they kind of like lead the the lines a bit. Yeah, like so instead of like just nonsense words coming out of their mouth, it is stuff from the song, which I thought was good. Yes, although sometimes it, it like rapidly switches between words and and like random stuff based on what I could hear. Yeah, like some of the back of vocals are like me, who, you, me, and then yeah. I just heard like diga. So I don't know. Diga could be a word. Oh man, I totally missed that they were like saying actual words because there was just so much going on with like. There 15 is a lot of going them. on here. Oh, yeah, well. it's dance with nonsense. Yeah, I mean, there's like 15 people on this. Track. Yeah. 
And I think especially with the drums, the drums are so like overpowering. Oh yeah. They I didn't really hear many other sounds. And these guys also don't have faith in this song because halfway through they decide that more than a feeling is more important to have in here. <laughs> so yeah, instead of the guitar solo, they do a little bit of more than a feeling. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. I think it's just I think with uh, acapella, particularly collegiate level acapella, which is very based around competition, um, you there's kind of like this desire for novelty. You know, you have to impress the judges with whatever. That that tracks this is, with glee. I'm guessing at this. I don't know if any of this is true. No, that's that's this very is, true. In, um, um, in season one and, of Glee, when they're competing a lot, they they did a lot of mashups. You know, to try and impress at regionals and nationals. So, oh, of course, you're, you're spot yeah, on, so Alex. Like, the mashup is just one way of like injecting novelty and and exactly. making your thing memorable, so you get points or whatever. At regionals, regionals. and nationals, and nationals, of course, yeah. If regionals goes well, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they sing more than a feeling for a while. Although they they replace the as I see Marianne walk away with love is more than a feeling to May. <laughs> um. Which is like ju- a bit jarring, just as a person who knows the song very well. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not the best line, honestly. It's just it's kind of. That said, who the fuck is Marianne anyway? Like at this I, you point, know, Marianne. Just throw random names into it from the song. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. So they it rhymes, but at what cost? It rhymed before, too. True. Yeah. Yeah. So they, besides that interlude, they do all the parts. A guy says guitar, and then a dude pretends to be a guitar. He does. They do a, a synth breakdown where some guys are going, tun, 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 tun. Yeah, I guess this has got to be a tricky one because it does have those guitar solos, and it's like really based around them. Not but... only that, it, it specifically calls for a guitar. True. Yeah. So, in any case, it's, it's, uh, it's acapella. Like, We've talked about before. But like we talked about fake acapella because it's all filtered and produced. Yeah, it's Which we've also talked about before. It's insane. It's like going to a an Amish farm that's run by robots. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> right. It's it's, it's not kind Amish of anymore. Because like the sort of vibe around acapella, and I think Glee has this too sometimes, um, is like it's this rock and roll song that they're trying to do, but in just this different context without changing it all that much so it ends up kind of feeling surreal because it's this like really sanitized version right yeah. it's in sort of like an uncanny valley of music yeah exactly so it it's a little off-putting to perhaps people like us who are that much into the original song and the style of the original song to have it kind of emulated in this weird way right. yeah well, we're going to talk a bit about how insane the Glee verse is, because coming up next, of course, is the Glee cast featuring Adam Lambert in 2014. Now, Adam Lambert of American Idol and also Queen fame now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me start out by saying, great voice on this guy. Yeah. Um, I, I think in the uh, in the version that is on the Spotify playlist, they actually just, like, balance it out. So it's 
Adam Lambert over anything else. You can't hear whoever <laughs> the actor is who plays Kurt as much as you can in the the actual episode content. Yeah, like it's Adam definitely Lambert's a lot more like compressed the in the episode version. Yeah. Possibly just because it's on YouTube, but yeah. I yeah. can't imagine that putting it on TV would have amazingly better sound quality. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying like they they tone down on this version the, the amount of Kurt content because I think he sounds like shit. And, <laughs> I mean, Adam Lambert's a good singer. I, John, I think you can testify to this. Yeah, because I, he, he, yeah. I really like Adam Lambert. Seen him with Queen. He's amazing. He's a great fill-in for Freddie. So yeah, big fan of Adam Lambert and his voice. Yeah. Here's my proposal. Get him and Queen to do this. To that do, I believe, fun. in a thing called love. Yeah! They're kind of, they're kind of petrol heads, right? They're petrol heads. <laughs> it's true. This is, and this one's really more on the Def Leppard Queen side of, like, the darkness. Very true. Do you think Queen's ever covered the darkness? <laughs> I think they fucking should. I mean, should. I'm pretty sure the current drummer for the darkness is um, what's his name? Rufus? What's Rufus Tiger name? Taylor. Rufus, yeah, Rufus Tiger Taylor. <laughs> so full name. That's that's cool. There's a connection, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So talking about this, this uh, it's very straightforward. It's like a, a the darkness version, but made. With overall cheaper parts, besides the the odd inclusion of Adam Lambert here, who was, I guess, a season five recurring guest. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I famously forget a lot of Glee, especially anything past season three when it got really bad. So, well, uh, yeah. Did you watch the the clip from when this song is included? I did. I also went onto the Glee wiki and like made sure to do my research on this episode so I'd know what's oh, going good. on. Yes, the hit episode Frenemies. Think it to is. That. Funnily enough, Frenemies is uh, rated the 61st best episode out of 121 episodes. So it's like just on the higher end. Yeah, like only just. <laughs> it's like middle of the road. This is a middle of the road Glee yep. episode. Yeah, so uh, noteworthy fact about this, is this the first time that Kurt sings a duet with someone other than Blaine or Rachel? You took my fact! <laughs> oh my gosh, wow. Yeah, but who Hot who, fact, who sang with him on This House Is Not A Home? It um, was Finn, okay? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, so... I can't this, believe you got that. The the context of this song is... Oh, it's a... That I believe Adam Lambert tells Kurt that he can play guitar. So they go to a guitar store, mm-hmm. and yeah. this guy at the guitar store says, like, he's "Don't like, touch hey, the axes." Yeah, it says, "Don't touch the axes." <laughs> and despite the fact that everybody in this it's store is an manhandling a guitar, <laughs> yeah. Well, they've all done this already. They don't show it, but everyone's already been initiated. Clearly, right? Maybe they're all after, employees. After this whole song and dance, the guys like get these guys some guitars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it is it implied that he? hates gay people is he supposed to be like Ooh, maybe because <laughs> that was the like the only thing that crossed my mind is like these guys are two gay characters they walk into a guitar yeah, store that looks like a fucking candy shop from the 50s from the yep. outside <laughs> with a, with a like, pole. don't touch the guitars yeah because like why like why why is that a rule in a, in a music store that you can't touch the instruments like that's that's like half the purpose of a music yeah, store so people can touch any the any music store <laughs> Maybe not right now, but, like, yeah. not during, you know, a pandemic and, like, touch the instruments. That's what they're there for. That's what they're yeah. there for. I think, like, the only rule in these stores is don't play Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, that's generally the only rule. Yeah. So Not don't touch confused. the guitar. Yeah, and they're both don't confused the by axes. him calling them axes. 
and then <laughs> yeah. Adam Lambert in just a display of I don't know. Well, he knows to, he to knows how to, what the initiation ritual is. He knows Dang. how to how to get in, and the way they do that is by grinding up on these dudes. Yeah, the, like so he turns to the guy and says, "Hey, do you know how to play? I believe in a thing called love." And the guy's like, "Yeah," and he plays it. And then everybody just starts fucking dancing, grinding. There's a stripper pole in this There sure is. Shop. Yeah, there's a stripper pole. You know, there isn't, like, any chords, cables on the guitars whatsoever. None. But really, like, once they get into the song, it's like, um, it's a it's a who's who of, like, rock and roll, I guess, stereotypes. Like, there's a guy with a leather jacket and a, and a fedora. Right. There's a guy with plaid on. Uh, there's a short hair girl with a jean jacket. Uh, there's there's purple mohawk woman playing mohawk bass. Woman, yeah, L- yeah. It's like all kinds of just rock and roll visuals, generic yeah, rock and roll visuals. Just generic rock and roll. Um, and then of course he he says the line guitar to a, just a room full of guitars that have been going nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> also, okay, so I know I said you're supposed to touch the instruments, but the one thing that he does do, no one seems to give a shit is, like, randomly start hitting cymbals. I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's kind of a no, I think, also. Yeah. Um, or or climbing never... the scaffolding. You know, they might frown on that. Yeah, I, I don't expect those to be axis. well fixed. No. Um, lots of violations here. And, I mean, they do have a stripper pole. So they do. They do have that. that. So, yeah, they... they fucking you know like footloose their way into, into this <laughs> to the getting to touch guitars guitar yeah store. somebody get these guys some guitars um there's some hand claps i think in this version it's gotta be it's gotta be it's, it's glee it probably is it's glee so yeah it it just insanely contrived like a lot of glee songs tend to be particularly yeah. in the later seasons yeah just really like shoehorned in in later seasons um and yeah it's just like all of the parts okay, are there but they they sound worse because it's whoever the glee studio musicians are <laughs> yeah <laughs> presumably a guy with a garage band license yeah i mean when they were still in high school it was like the the band like band class band right, would do all yeah. the instruments but this is in new york not in the school so i don't know who was doing this where where is their school uh lima lima ohio okay Shout i can't believe ohio. i remember that <laughs> Yeah, good work. Um, yeah, anything else remarkable to talk about in this version? Uh, this um, entire thing is remarkable. But it's also not, because it's just so close to the original. And that's, True. What, that's what Glee really did in the later seasons. And, like, pretty much all the way through, except when they were doing the mashups. Yeah. But it's just so close. It's It's eight seconds off the original. <laughs> And it's just like note for note, the original song. Yeah, it really is. Um, and not even a not even any celebrity guest they have on ever changes that. No. It, it's always very tight to the original. Yep. Oh, what a what a piece. It was nice to hear Adam Lambert sing it though. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was neat. But yeah, otherwise, just a just another in a long line of, of glee covers. I'm glad I got to talk about it, though. I think this is the first time I've had a Glee cover on my episode. Is it the first? I, I feel like that's something I've done. Like when a, it's available. I mean, obviously, he didn't do Gwyn, Lord of Cinder. 
you didn't uh, watch that episode of Glee. <laughs> the Dark the Souls episode phenomenal. where they all died. Yeah. The kid in a wheelchair is the final boss fight. <laughs> no. Let's talk no. about Delta Goodrum Doesn't in 2016. Exist. I believe in a thing called love. Just as another rhythm of my heart. There's a chance we can make it now. When we rock it and the sun goes down. I believe in a thing called love. Yeah, apparently um, a very successful artist in Australia. Yeah, Greta knows her. I figured she Personally, might. not personally, but oh. you know. Wow, impersonally. Not personally, but like personally. Professionally. Oh, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. She signed to Sony Music when she was 15 years old. Yeah. That's young. I couldn't figure out how that happened, but I guess she started out as a TV actress and then got into music. Yeah. That's that's kind of like the Disney child star route. Yeah, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, So this is the sad piano version. This is the sad piano version. It is that, um, but it's got strings. It does have some strings. Eventually. And uh, unlike, you know, most of your sad piano YouTube covers, this one has a production budget behind it and a professional singer behind it. Yes. It does. I I thought this one sounded pretty good. Yeah. Actually. Um, it's, it's very much putting it into the, like, slow build archetype. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really um, does build throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, kind of get going from that, and then at the end, get some like really powerful vocals of like, I believe in a thing called love. Kind of this. Yeah, I was surprised at how the long stars at the end that they held out on giving us the you know the big climax of the song. Because yeah, I was expecting it in like the second chorus or something. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it didn't happen. I was like, oh damn, they're saving it for the very end, and they did. Yeah. And sometimes we get cover versions like this where there just is no actual like release. where it doesn't yeah, actually peak <laughs> yeah this one does yeah Just it plateaus. holds out but like it it gets there yeah it gets there. and then it like also just like drops right back down to only piano at the end mm-hmm. it's kind of a nice little on the dip back from the the high right yeah you, like, really bookends it with the the start and finish being very similar yeah it would yeah, loop and, well sorry yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's. I mean, it's sad piano version. It's slow piano version. Kind of has more of a somber sound. So the piano kind of goes between like, it'll play like some chords, but it's mostly arpeggios on the piano. Yeah. And I think she plays piano, so I think that's her. Yeah, I would believe that. that. Sense. If you've been a musician um, since fifteen, I think you have to play piano. True. <laughs> Probably not just singing, but maybe. Um, and of course, it's got more of the production values. It's got like some strings and stuff going on. Um. She does sound she like because also because she's female, like she can go into the upper register without going like high falsetto, so it yeah. sounds a little bit more natural. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she does the chorus, it kind of flows a little bit more. Um, versus as compared to the original, it it's kind of got this like staccato. Just listen to the rhythm of my. But this has it's smoother between the words. The, yeah, you know, syllables. Yeah. Um, and of course. There's like string swells and stuff. And I think some woodwinds for a yeah. while. I think so. Sometimes I say woodwinds and then I listen to it again and it's just strings. Yeah, Could I didn't be just notice anything strings. woodwindy. 
I noted See, because the... they make the string instruments out of wood. It's oh. not woodwind, but it's still wood. I get confused. <laughs> of course. Um, of course, in that big cinematic, like, uh, climax we get, there's the big, like, symbol sort of releases that... Very yeah, that, like, big huge. symbol swell yeah. thing. Which I always associate with movies for some reason. And, like, Though it's, it's got deep, like, gongs symbol. as well. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah, also I fairly moving. bells, I think. Bells? Okay. Um, like, in that last chorus. Get these, like, yeah. big strings and, like, bell chimes. Like, tubular bell type sound. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She also didn't do A-OK. <gasps> what does she say? She just says, but everything is okay. Because she, like, she fucked Could with, like, the cadence of it. Right. Oh, I just got to it. Where she'd, like, do, like, a delay or something where she, like, wouldn't start it where the original starts. So she just dropped the A-O, or the A part of A-OK. Yeah, and she kind of does, like, a break between O and K. Mm-hmm. Everything is okay. Interesting choice. Yeah, this is this is one of the rare examples where the obvious approach works, and it might be due to being a professional musician, but I think this is a good, sad piano version. Mm. I think it takes the lyrics into consideration. I think it's a good arrangement and a good performance. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's a good crescendo, um, and it's good sounds. And it's mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it helps that it's not just piano all the way through. It adds more and more throughout. If like when yeah. it started, I like rolled my eyes. I was like, "Great, here's the slow piano version." Yeah, <laughs> as I like tend to do as well. Yeah. yeah, but then it added stuff in. I was like, "Okay, cool." I was Fine. like looking for things to hate, and I was like, "No, no, that's good. No, this is good. Well, that's good too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah." Let's talk about Eight Bit Arcade in 2019. Arcade. I think we've probably talked about them before. But... We have on the Life on Mars episode, Alex. Oh, that was recent. That's specifically why I chose them, because we said, I don't know if we talk about these guys. And then I was like, I'm going to keep an eye out for them next time, because okay. you elected them best Life of Mars cover. Oh. You were horny for they, 8-Bit Arcade, They did Alex. some cool stuff. They did some cool stuff on that cover. You, you must yeah! Have, you must have talked was... about them on um, Freeze Easy Peak or something, right? Probably. It's, it's hard to remember sometimes. Because, like, 8-Bit Arcade like, yeah. sounds very similar to, like, a hundred other 8-Bit covers. 8-Bit Tribute, right. 8-Bit yeah. Fellas, 8-Bit and the Blowfish. Like, it's, <laughs> it's hard to keep track of. It's a good name. Yeah. So, all right. So, these are the guys who did Life on Mars. Yeah. Okay. So, my, my, my question to you, Alex, is because I remember the Life on Mars version having the vocal track. Is that yeah, just this... because the piano and the vocal track are, like, the same? No. No, it has okay. the vocal. It had the vocal track. It did, because yeah. the piano and the vocals aren't actually that close. Mm. Um, in Life on Mars. Well, um, then. well, in parts. But anyway, but I do believe they do have. But a, you're right. Yeah, they did have them both separately. Yeah. So that's what confused me about this version is they've taken out the vocal track. It's yeah. Not there. Yeah, it's completely gone, and I kept expecting it to come in at some point, like later <laughs> on, you know, as as it built. Like when when are they going to do the vocals? And never. Never came in. Never. I, yeah, it's because I was like, listen, and I'm like, they're doing a really long intro. That's what I <laughs> thought. And then it goes and on to like the ended. pre-chorus. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, okay. Just, just instrumental. Fine. Yeah. Like, that's an interesting approach. 
Yeah, to it's, take away yeah. like the main melody of the song, particularly <laughs> yeah. on one like this where it's kind of so distinct, especially in the in the chorus, you know, that low to high thing and the cadence thing we talked about before. Yeah. Well, yeah, particularly in that pre-chorus, which is reduced to like basically two notes and a chugging bass in this because <laughs> there's no vocals. Yeah, that's probably the weakest part. But like other than that, I mean, I still think that the the guitar riffs hold the song together pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like, I don't like think Dan this Hawkins is as good said, as the Life on Mars version, though. No, certainly not. There's two key parts to the song, and it is both the guitar solos and the chorus. Mm-hmm. And these guys, I think, did a great job getting some interesting tones on the solo sections. But in terms of making the chorus interesting, you need the vocals there. Yeah, and it just doesn't have it. And yeah, I think it would have been is a bit of yeah. Yeah, I think it just would have been a lot more interesting with the vocals as well. Mm-hmm. At least at times, like it's it is an interesting decision to make. Or if they had like brought him in later or something, or something, or something. Yeah, yeah. fine. Give me something. an in- instrumental yeah. first verse, but bring the vocals back because I want to hear that shit. Yeah, I mean yeah. their tones on everything, like the the eight bit sound quality on this is great. Those drums are punchy. The the like the synthetic bass is good. Like yeah, and the yeah. guitar is ripping. I just need. The full song there. Yeah, the <laughs> solos are cool too because they really like heavily employ the um like pitch bend wheel, which is a fun mm-hmm. sound that maybe doesn't get used enough in synthesizer stuff. It's kind of a, kind of a funky thing to do. Can be just like I mean, it's like bending a guitar string, you know, but it's got a different sound. Yeah, I don't know if I have much else to say about this. No, I didn't have much to say about this one either. Yeah. All right. They've Alex, done like seven else? albums this year already. Oh my god. One of them is really? a hundred and twenty-two track Rolling Stones album. Jesus wow. Christ. <laughs> I think they have that one song. Uh they must, the right? Rolling Stones? <laughs> no, it's not there. Oh no. It's not on there? Do you think they have like a Rolling Stone by the Rolling Stones? Yeah. Oh. Actually don't think um, they have Gimme Shelter. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> Look at this. I mean, it would be easy to miss, surely. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have many notes for this one. No, it was uh, not as impressive as I think their last effort we heard on here. Still kind of neat. Better than some other 8-bit covers I've heard, but yeah, ultimately a bit flat. Let's talk about our final verdicts. We have three categories today. We have the worst version, the best version, and the version for the petrol heads. <laughs> for the petrol heads. <laughs> nice. Um, John, you're a guest. Tell us what's the worst version of this and why. Oh man! So every episode I've been on here, I've always like kind of pre-picked them because mm-hmm. like I form my opinion as I'm like writing all my notes and stuff. Right. And this time I reached the end. I was like, I don't have a worst version. I don't have a best version. I'll just <laughs> I'll just wait for the episode and I'll I'll wing it. And I'm I'm still at that pre-winging it part right now. Okay, you're you're wingless. Um, we'll we'll rotate to Alex. Alex, what's the worst version? I think for me, the worst version. Uh, Speaking as a petrol head, <laughs> was I mean it was, it was extension cords. I think was my least favorite. Yeah, I it, I, I keep trying to give to give acapella a chance, and I, maybe one day I'll I'll understand. And but like I think you said, it works better in a live environment, and this just didn't really work um it was kind of close with damien dempsey but i think he got some points just because it had like a 
more believable sound overall. Ooh wee. Even if he kind of uh, <laughs> botched a few elements. Yeah, I think that is the competition in my mind for worst is Damien Dempsey and the extension cords. I mean, I guess you could throw Glee in there, but uh, I don't know. Glee was at least like produced, I guess. It's like yeah. accurate. Yeah, I mean, it fails on on the premise of bringing anything exciting and new, but it it that's technically functional. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you, Alex. The extension cords is bad, and then they, you know, they chuck in another thing to be like, oh no, it's okay. It's not okay. It's a bad version. <laughs> John, does that help you? <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I'm gonna give it to Damian Dempsey, just to uh, not gel with you as you well, I guess. Yeah, good. Just to shake things up. Yeah, I, I know it was it was a very boring cover, um, and he fucked up a couple of times. So you know. <laughs> yeah. Who does that? Damien Dempsey, that's who. Double Dempsey D does. does. Ooh, we. And he Damien made weird Dempsey. choices, which we talked about. Yeah, just like, and it takes you right out of the song. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, so many things you could have done there would have been fine, and you chose the weirdest one. Alex, what's the Yo. best version of this? You know, I wasn't expecting this, but the versions I liked the most were like the two slow versions. Mm-hmm. Lamar and, and Delta Goodrum, and I think think Delta Goodrum edged it out just a bit. Yeah, I think I, think I have to agree with you as well. I want to give it to Lamar because I think his is just the way he styles it as a genre is so yeah good. I think it blends it so well. Very good too. Like it's very close. Yeah, very I just close. think if he had the the actual production value behind it to do like a full take on it, we'll get some drums in here. We got the guitar going. Um, get a little bass action in there. It would be perfect, but. Yeah, I got to give it to Delta as well. John, what do you got for us? I, w I was close to giving it to Hazy Dixie because this is, like, I'm not sick of them yet. This is the first right. time I've heard them, and it was, like, unique. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll agree. It was Delta, Goodrim. Um, you know, it started off slow piano, thought, what the hell is this? And then it just introduced things that were a, a nice surprise. Yeah. So it was a pleasant was surprise. A, it's nice yeah. to have something defeat your expectations. Yes. There was a delta, in my opinion, on this version as I listened to it. <laughs> is that... Hang on. What does that Alex, mean? I'm, I'm not a fucking nerd. Can you break that one down for me? Yeah, delta means change. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's a good one, Alex. Yeah, classic Alex. I got that one the whole time. I'm smart. <laughs> um, Alex, which one's for the petrol heads? Which one is for the petrol heads? Um, Jackie O, man, got a blast, blast from <laughs> Boots and Cats from your petrol machine. From your petrol machine, yeah, right. Okay, Alex, I think it's got to be Hazy Dixie if you're a petrol. Maybe. Head. Wait a minute. What if it's Eight Bit Arcade? Then you can sing along. You add Ooh. the the. You the add. Vocal is that a petrol yourself. head thing though, Alex? Mm. Well, you sing the with the top into? down. No, I'm sticking with Jackie O. I'm not. I'm not changing okay. it or anything. All right. But all right. Nah, I think dudes who into their cars a lot are often into redneck music <laughs> so i think hasty dixie is the pick here uh john what do you got for us the pixie i think nice i think i'm gonna give it to glee actually just because it's like oh. the closest to the original and it's like the closest to that that rock and roll spirit i guess none of them none of the covers are actually like rock covers this was the only one that like went kind of heavy right. so i feel like driving around that's that, that's kind of more like fast car music that's my thought processes 
process. Right. Because if you're in the car with that playing, you're like, I got to get to my destination fast. I don't want to listen to <laughs> sh- shit. <laughs> exactly. Don't want to be reminded of season five, episode nine, Frenemies. Nobody does. That's all of our final verdicts. There's never going to be another final verdict. No, I'm kidding. There'll be more. Whoa. This is, I've already got next episode's playlist lined up. Um, if you've got a similar opinion, or more importantly, a different opinion, is this when I do this part? Yeah, and then we do a bonus segment. I'm clearly yes. off my A-game today. <laughs> you got thrown off there. Yeah, that, that threw me for a loop. If you got a different opinion, similar opinion, want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about, of which there are many, maybe. Actually, I don't think there's that many. Then you can hit us up on Twitter. Hashtag CoveringMePod, at Jake the Cressy, at some Alex Wise guy, at Sir John Snow. Um, be sure to follow him on YouTube, Jardev. Um, he's also on Twitch. Is Twitch Jardev or is it Sir John Snow? I'm not on Twitch anymore. <laughs> You're not on Twitch anymore! No, just YouTube. <laughs> just YouTube. Twitch, no, Twitch is bad. Uh, it's always been bad. I've always said that about Twitch. <laughs> so just stick with YouTube. I mean, you can follow me on Twitch. I'm just not going to go live on there. It's just not going to go live on there. You can watch some of the old old Jardev content on there. But you can't, actually. It gets deleted after two months. You can't watch any of the old Jardev <laughs> content on there. You can tell I'm a heavy heavy Twitch user. <laughs> um, well, I just feel like, yeah, I guess. I guess the platform is for live streaming. Sure, fine. Watch John's shit on YouTube. It's not shit. Watch John's stuff on YouTube. I'm talking to myself to a whole... It's great. John, what are you playing right now? I guess it'll be two weeks later that this will come out, but what are you playing right now? Oh, God. What am I What am I playing in two weeks, or what am I playing right now? What are you playing right now as of this recording? Um, for YouTube, um, I found uh, a fan-made game of the first Castlevania game, but it's remade as a, a first-person shooter. Huh. <laughs> so I, I did a video on that, because that was really cool. Um, something I'll have to look at. It's called Castlevania Simon's Destiny. And I mean, it'll probably get like DMCA'd at some point, so get it while you can. <laughs> get it while it's hot, folks. Exactly. Um, other than that, I've, I've been doing a series on this like kind of like Telltale style game called The Council, okay. which is, is, is just fairly boring. And it's, it's <laughs> now drifting into the, the so bad it's funny territory so i'm excited uh, to see how much worse it can get that's fun yeah see, you're on you're on part eight was released eight hours ago yes i have nine and ten lined up already oh sick yeah so yeah if you guys are looking to dig deep into some gaming content your boy john's gotcha jardev thank you do you still have the hot link jardev.tube no that expired and they didn't come uh, back to me <laughs> those fuckers <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta get there the regular way yeah man we gotta have you on more often so i can stay up to date <laughs> <laughs> that's okay shit, shit came up yeah it happens you know a pandemic yeah and, and other things um you know where to review us and rate us spotify stitcher google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app um sprangle of course Sprangle, yeah Stangum. <laughs> that one <laughs> that's that's the newer new one. Oh yeah um listen we got a bonus segment here i was gonna save it for next week when it would be more appropriate but we have a guest on here who who's an expert on these things it's the 21st 21st it's the 25th anniversary of pokemon oh and as as part of it they're releasing an album of of i guess pokemon related music in quotations it's kind of it's headlined by katie perry as their big selling attraction hmm. i believe yesterday post malone, post malone just did yeah. a virtual 
uh, Pokemon concert 13 minutes long. I got an long. email because I get Pokemon company emails and they were like, check out Post Malone concert. And I was like, yes. What? And so specifically for Pokemon's 25th anniversary, Post Malone has covered the song Only Wanna Be With You by Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh. The relation to Pokemon of which is, I don't know. Blowfish is an animal, I, so it could guess. be a Pokemon. So you can watch him say sex on a Nintendo-sanctioned live stream. Oh. Where he's uh, uh, virtual and surrounded by well, Pokemon Well, the Pokemon stuff. company, anyway. Well, yeah. Uh, so even more than just Nintendo, right? Yeah. I guess so. Um, but my question for you guys is, since this is so large and mysterious and tone-deaf, what <laughs> musician or band would you like to see on the Pokemon 25th anniversary album, and what what would you want them to play? <laughs> um. Okay, I've got it. Yes. What do you got? I would. I would like the uh, the original Pokey rap to be covered by uh, Cannibal Corpse. Okay. Just think it would be a a nice yeah. and interesting mashup. You know, comes a little bit of a surprise to the the kids who might want to check out this album. Yeah, give him a little bit of that hard and heavy energy. Well, it's crazy that they even have Post Malone, because most of his stuff isn't family-friendly. Yeah. No, but the kids love it. The kids love it. That's I don't know truth. if that's true. I don't no, know. No, it is true, like. Alex. You know kids love inappropriate shit. I, I wasn't Cannibal Corpse, Pokemon Rap, full version? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously. Hell yeah. Do they have... They, there's certainly not one that's updated to include all a million Pokemon, is there? I don't think so. I don't um, know if they even do Poke Raps anymore. <laughs> No, there's the... Yeah, is that just something for us? Yeah, probably. <laughs> if you search Pokey Rap... Oh, the new Pokey... No, that's not a new one. Uh, Brian David Gilbert did his perfect Pokey Rap song slash video. Oh, that's right. A little while back. Uh, it's not actually all the Pokemon, technically. I think. Okay, Alex. Simmer down. Um, Worth noting, on this Hootie and the Blowfish cover by Post Malone for Pokemon, there is, like, Pokemon audio in the song. So it's, like, mixed in? Yeah. Like, like, like it's synthesized, like, samples? So, yeah, there's, like, I think some of it's borrowed from other Pokemon games, like, some, some soundtrack stuff, and then maybe, I don't know, maybe there's a fucking Squirtle noise in there at some point, like... It's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, it's all over the place I've been looking at a list of uh, The Billboard Year and Hot 100 singles Of 1996, the year uh, That we're celebrating Pokemon being established As a thing um, On that list is the hit song Breakfast at Tiffany's By Deep Blue Something <laughs> oh, So wow. I would love Deep Blue Something to come back And play another song That came out that year Time by Hootie and the Blowfish <laughs> <laughs> Just be a Hootie and the Blowfish covers album <laughs> <laughs> With a Pikachu tail on it. Oh yeah. So that is that's my hot take, Alex. What do you got for me? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's got to be someone popular. Um, like Ariana Grande, you know. Um, and they have to be singing or performing a song that is that is very integral. To the Pokemon experience. Right. Something off To Be um, a Master. Yeah. Like or something by Hootie and, and the Blowfish. Blowfish or there maybe, <laughs> maybe, um, when, when Love and Hate Collide by Def Leppard. Like, oh. that's another option. So that's what I'm going to say for okay. the reasons I laid out. 
So that Ariana was, Grande yeah. covering When Love and Hate Collide by Def Leppard. Yeah, for Pokemon. In the ball. It's an, uh, I Pokemon. mean, it's a bit obvious. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, a bit. That was my first thought as well, but I thought I'd you know, shake it off a little like bit. Like, it's too much, right? Like, I'm sorry. I, I didn't go out there. But, yeah. They've got to do the Pokemon rap. What if they do, like, a, like a Band-Aid sort of effort, but for the Pokemon rap? So you've got, like... 25 artists doing the Pokemon oh. rap. And then they could do all 950 or however many yeah, artists. Yeah. They could split oh. it up between everybody. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. You could do Missed some, opportunity. Some, some, some genre switches. And they switches. could do voice samples. And then they could also do not just voice samples from the show, but like their cries from the game. They'd be like... Aah! Yeah, just all bitty and everything. Oh. Yeah. That's the ticket. And now my, my other question about this is, since... Uh, really, I, I'm asking about the context of this virtual Post Malone concert because in it he he starts on a platform and he there's like Pokemon floating. Yeah, around he's him. all CGI. Yeah, and he says like thank and you Pokemon fans look like for Post coming Malone. out. And then he sort of throughout the concert is just on a floating rock platform that goes through like Pokemon-ish environments. He goes underwater for a bit. Lugia hangs out. You know, there's uh, that that big turtle guy, Turtle Man, Torterra. That the name sure. of that one. There's well, a Torterra. That's the big grass one. Yeah, that's the one. So my question is, does Post Malone now officially exist in the Pokemon universe? Or is this virtual concert meant to be in our reality? If you're asking if Post Malone should guest star on the anime, I say yes. I mean, I think he should be in the anime. I think he should be in the games from now on. Um, like I think he should just be in there, but is he? Yes, he should definitely be in the Diamond and Pearl remakes that are coming out (laughs) in the fall. Maybe I don't remember. Late twenty twenty one, I think. I mean, I I think he is right because he's like floating around with all these Pokemon's as a a CGI fella. Please, Pokemon, Pokemon, Poke people. Yeah, and uh, you know what? At the end of the concert, Jigglypuff gets pissed because she didn't get to sing. Oh, that means she was real, and that. He was in the same plane of reality as Jigglypuff. Yeah. You know, I, right. I think he I think it counts. I think he is canonically a Pokemon now. Yeah. Um, so that's the bonus segment. If you guys have opinions on what they should do with post Malone now that he's in the canon, or if you want to tell us about your your suggestion for the Pokemon twenty fifth anniversary album, hashtag Pokemon twenty fifth anniversary album suggestion. That's too long. Use the it can't be like hashtag. Pokemon 25 because probably yeah. that's already. You, yeah, use else. the Pokemon 25 hashtag and also cover me pod so that we can get a little traction, a little yeah. juice. Um, oh, yeah. Let us know. Now, this is the end of our episode. John, thank you again for coming on. Thank you for having me. Love doing this. It's a pleasure as always. Now, as we always say on Cover Me, cover you. Cover me. Cover you, God. You're cover me.